young. Black. Opinionated. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R R A. Four lies. That's unacceptable. Not on my watch. <laughs> the hypo situ, you should just give it a chance. Like, alright, guys. Time for my night. You hit me with the shit now. Yeah. Well, you know what? I just tell the truth. She's like, tell the truth. I'm like, what? What am I like? They really, they really hurt me. You hurt me bad. Anyway, we All rolling. Right. <laughs> Are we rolling again? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, episode 72 of Young, Black, and Opinionated. Um, ladies, how has your week been? It was cool. It was long. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Weekends here, but weekends go by very fast. But mm-hmm. yeah. hey, Mondays are great. New fresh week, so meh. I'm being Atlanta next week. I'm um, here. It's nice for what? And all the girls sitting like, hey, girls, like that. I'll be right behind them, like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hold me up, hold me back. And she was like, oh, nice for what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always you one chose, hater in the mix. You chose the wrong song, right? You chose you nice ch- for what? You think you'll be behind? Somebody? It's a women empowerment song. That's not empowering her with you behind her. I didn't pick you. I'll let you know. <laughs> now nah, what? Excuse me, sir. That's your brother? Y'all look alike. That's your brother. Wow. You're terrible. I know. I'm um, sick. I'm sick of the head. sick. Anyway, episode 70. What's this? Two, Curry three? Welcome, Junior. What episode is this? 72 or 73? <laughs> 72, fam. 72. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's Ara. E-E-S-E-B-E-R-R-A. Four Ys. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Lassie. I'm Lassie at Lola Baby <laughs> on Snapchat, B A Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCreme Lola. Boy. Anyway, uh, it's your boy Mwanje. That's M W A N J E. Um, you can follow me on all social media platforms. That's, uh, uh, yeah, all the social media platforms. Shout out to this person that's trying to call in. Um, yeah, okay. check us out. Well, um, as always, our website is ybopodcastmke.com. Lassie, tell them where they can find the uh, radio show, which is separate from our pod, but actually I did it backwards. Tell them about the podcast. Where can they find that? <laughs> you can find the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll get notifications mm-hmm. whenever we upload a video. Um, hell, follow us on Instagram, ybopodcastmke. Um, we do a lot on our Instagram, too, so catch us there. Yeah, uh, Wani, tell them about the radio show. Yes, ma'am. You can find us every week on every Tuesday from eight a.m. to nine p.m. Central Time. Um, you can find us on River West Radio. That's www.riverwestradio.com. And if you're local, you can always find us at uh, 104.1 River West Radio. That's 104.1 River West Radio or www.riverwestradio.com. As the lady said, it's separate from our podcast, so um, we have. <laughs> you know what? Um, 
I just re- you know what? Y'all just, y'all just terrible. Women are terrible. That's hilarious. Women are anyway, Wani, riverwestradio.com. Riverwestradio.com. Just check us out. Sure. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about no more. I'm fed up. Oh, God. Uh, um, I, I know, I know. We're sorry. Y'all confidence mm-hmm. all the way up. Stop. We be all night. I wanted to do a check-in with you guys. A check-in? Yeah. Um not scared. It's not a wellness check. So. <laughs> it's been over. <laughs> no, 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 prostate. I'm too young for that. First of all, I'm not sticking my finger. No, I don't want you to do that. If I see what he eats. Corn? I like corn. Yeah, the avocado, too. At least he was trying to be healthy. Anyway, look at her face. That's a whole lot of ass. That is sick. Y'all are sick. Y'all, y'all are really shaming me right now. Y'all, y'all are ass shaming me right now. I didn't ass shame you. I just said stick a finger in your ass. No, I don't want a finger in my ass. You started this barbecue shit. I didn't say that. Anyway, I want to do a check in with you guys, just about podcasting and where we are and things of things like that. Okay, just our journey, just. From the be- I know we had a couple of check-ins, but I feel like we haven't had a real check-in since the beginning of the year, right? On the radio show, first yeah. year, first of the year, maybe the first episode of the year for us here. Um, so yeah, just want to do a, a check-in. How do you think it's going so far? Um, I think uh, I think we're moving into uh, another. You know, every you know, thing about two chains. He said that he does. You know, first he was Titty Boy, and he became two chains, and now he's um, Daniel's son. I think it's. I think that's the last mm. one he's at now. I heard that one. Um, so yeah, he does a rebrand and it keeps him fresh. And I think that's what we've been doing. Got the new logo. Um, planning some great events. Um, and that's for the summer and and moving on to the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, I like I like the direction that we're going in. There's some things that uh, we're working on. Um, and uh, the YouTube channel is definitely fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Not only are we doing posting in videos, but we also streaming live on Tuesday as well too. So we're just doing things to to keep us relevant. I like it. I love it. <coughs> it's fun. Lassie, um, I'm just really really excited for all the upcoming things that we have. Um, and I always say like coming from where we come from, like sometimes I really sit and think like even on my Facebook memories where I'll be like episode 15. I'm like, damn, that was yeah. a year ago. Like. Yeah. Um, it's just funny to see that because it's like, damn, we've really been doing this since 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for damn near what two years. Two years so two years, two years of life. Um, <laughs> two years of life. Um, but you know, um, I'm just excited for all the uh, upcoming stuff that we have. I know a lot of people um, have been waiting for some merch and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we got that coming. Like it's coming, and I just can't wait. I can't it's wait. It's my chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I just wanted to do a check in for me. I sometimes, I, like you said, I reflect or I see those memories, and I'd be like, "Damn, I remember that." Mm-hmm. Um. And then in August, we'll be coming up. On, well, beginning of September, but August, we'll be coming up on two years, which yep, is yep. insane to me because I'm insane. like, "Damn!" I remember when niggas bought the mannequin. We were yep. sitting over there, and it was one of them cutting hair and shit. Plastic I sure bag. was cutting my braids up. That's hilarious. Said young, black, opinionated, <laughs> Hilarious. So, it's a hey! <laughs> like the first three episodes, I'm like this nigga here yelling. What'd you say last year? Claim your shit. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I just wanted to do a check in no with better. you guys. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a fun journey so far. So I'm fine, excited fine, to see fine, 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 where we go, where we travel to, things of that nature. Um, speaking of uh, podcasting, we do have the Milwaukee news. We have the podcast panel today. Yes, Revel. Hey, so by the time you hear this, uh, we will 
be done. Um, so, we'll tell you guys about it next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you guys about what happened next heard week. Heard a radio show, tune in. So Mondra kept stumbling his words. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I want to kind of talk about what that is or are we talking about Yeah. Yeah, let's, um, I don't think we kind of really explained really what it is. Um, but so tonight from five to seven, there's a podcast mixer. So, um, shaking hands and kissing babies just fine. <laughs> It'll be, uh, help me. TZ talks, uh, <laughs> help me. F and <laughs> ladies, technical foul, technical foul, mm. evolving chair. Brunch with besties, brunch with besties, right? Brunch with besties, brunch with besties. Good news, I think. Right? Y'all said sweats and suits. Oh no, sweats and suits. Good news out of LA. I think the initiatives. I've never heard of them though, so I think it'll be dope to kind of meet them and then everybody from LA and just kind of come back in with the people from Milwaukee too, because I think it's been a while since we have some type of you know coming together event. Did you say TZ too? Yeah, yeah, I said TZ. Yeah, so shout out to everybody that's going to be there, and yeah, we'll tell you about it next week. Yeah. Yeah, same what's Uh, the Bucks. So, um, yeah, the I really got nothing to say. Uh, I just hear my coworkers and everybody right. talking about them. So I haven't, um, I haven't watched um any of the playoff games, but I just for some reason last night, um, I know they won last night, and they were down. It was two, yeah, two and so now it's two and one, and um. It just made me think about how we went to that uh, playoff game last year, and I was like, dang, that was so cracking. Yeah, it was. It was cracking, but um, I don't know, Moanja, have you been following the series? Um, they <clears throat> lost. Um, they lost the first two games. If I'm not mistaken, it's very difficult for a team to come back. There's like a, I believe, a forty percent chance for a team to come back. Um, maybe less than that from a two two zero lead. Um, so, uh, yeah, they won. They'll be playing again Sunday. Um. You know, if anybody can go out, I think this team really strides off the energy of the crowd. So that's true. Um, I, um, I worked like I said, I was at work today, and um, somebody went to the game yesterday, and they were like, "I've never heard the Bucks Stadium that loud before in my life." So, um, yeah, come through, show show some love. Um, we definitely want to see them beat the Celtics. Um, some are more optimistic than I am, but you know, I do hope they get past the first round. Um, but we'll see. Shout they out to the Bucks. Got no home spirit. What's the uh, What's the series at right now? Uh, it's 2-1. 2-1. Oh, okay. 2-1. Yeah. So, we'll yeah, they play happens. again. Like I said, they play again tomorrow. Dang, so. we were just there last year when they lost mm. again. That's crazy. I know, right? That's what I thought time. about. They like, played, who were they playing last year? Toronto. Toronto. We literally just, that seems like yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember we was going to leave and they started coming back. But yeah. I remember Giannis was just so tired at the yeah. free, uh, free throw line. He, yeah, was he missed like, like 26 free throws. Yeah, oh. He was, yeah, yeah. He was tired. But you know what was crazy? When we were, me and Lassie were close, it was cracking. But when we was up top, that shit was shaking. That's when everybody be floating, you can't see your shit. <laughs> like I love them games because it's it's like when they be playing and they be down, you know, everybody be walking out, but you see that motherfucker stop and be like, and then like everybody hands be down. So when when a motherfucker pass the ball, they pass it, and when that motherfucker shoot, everybody here do this. Yeah, right. Everybody be like, ah, yeah. like that be the cracking this part to me because everybody be like, don't fuck this up. Right. So right, right. yeah, the energy you can definitely feel the energy. Yeah, sports is such a uh, like a critical thing because like people criticize you so quick. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like you, you be having idiot. a bad day, like it's crazy, like so. Fuck you, Giannis, and next thing you know, we love it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that has to be one of the most craziest things uh, yeah. to overcome. So that is true, though. Like people, one second they like I remember the game that we when we was mm-hmm. closer, like this guy's like, Giannis, they'll never get the free right. throws, and like he talking all this shit, and then like shit. you know we coming back, we coming back, and they yeah, you, like basically yeah, what you just said, like, right? Like now like, you're just talking about him. Like I mean, I, obviously it's con- I guess. When you talk about a player's um, skill, it's yeah. kind of constructive because as a basketball player, 
you want to always be better at what you're doing right. and work on things like free throws because free throw like yeah, yeah it was free shot, my nigga. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, I mean, I get where he was coming from, but it was like, damn, like you just turned on him quick, and now mm-hmm. look at you back. Now that he back in your good graces, yeah, you know. But, yeah, um, but you know the fans like to that point. Like the fans are like really uh, your point too, Harisi. Um, the fans are like really clinging on. So, yeah. um, and they're like when they you know you piss them off, you piss them off. But well, uh, like Kanye said in this game, you can never win. First they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. Mm-hmm. So facts, yeah. Speaking of the Bucks, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, if you got an opportunity to watch the game yesterday, they kind of posted him on, on the screen and kind of made an announcement that he is a minority owner of the Bucks. Um, and so, um, from so some of the owners, co-owners of the Bucks, uh, they kind of said that you know Aaron Rodgers is the winner. He's a Wisconsin icon, and we are honored to welcome him to our partnership group of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and you know, with the team being in the playoffs and it's a new arena, it's just everything so fresh with the Bucks and uh, with the city as well too. So we might see a little bit more of Aaron Rodgers, um, and, you know, while he's off in the off season um, here at the Bucks. Uh, he did make a statement. He said that uh, I, pr- I proudly call Wisconsin my home for the past 13 years, and I am thankful for the friendships and the opportunities I've been given to live and play here. I'm excited and honored to be uh, honored to deepen my connection to the region by joining Wes Eden's Mark mm-hmm. Marcy Jamie. Dinan, Dinan, D-I-N-A-N, and Mark uh, Fettuccelli, some rich Italian name, <laughs> right. um, and the owner group of the Milwaukee Bucks. As a huge fan of the NBA and the, sports, uh, and the sport of basketball, this is a dream come true for me, and I look forward to furthering my affinity for Wisconsin sports as a minority, uh, minority owner in the team I love and support. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers on that. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, I was joking with uh, the ladies here before he started, and I was just laughing. I was like, uh, they probably gave him, he didn't buy it. He probably gave him that shit for free so he can stay here um, with the Packers um, so he doesn't move for another 13 years. So, But, no, um, if he did buy or he did buy a piece of it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to see Aaron Rodgers take a stake into it. Um, I don't know. What's just some of your thoughts, ladies? What you think? It's cool. Like you said, it sounds like a could be what you the issue you just said, maybe – way to get him to stay here um but maybe he just found interest i think mm-hmm. he visited a couple of the games yeah, before yes. and you know you up north and why not support the um the the basketball team here I was uh, you, say, the just, hometown team not to get off subject but on subject i was um talked to one of my coworkers and i found this very interesting he was um showing me one of somebody's facebook status and he was like the guy was saying that he was out in madison he's at the bar and, um, you know, the Bucks are playing. So he's like, hey, can you turn on the Bucks game? And the bartender, whomever, was like, oh, I don't want to watch that ghetto basketball. Mm. And I was like, and the guy was just kind of sending his status like, you know, that's sad. Like, if you're going to support Wisconsin, you can support everybody else. And I was just kind of like, that's very trashy. I was like, ugh. So, but you watch football and we still are the Yeah, exactly. Majority. A lot of things went through my mind. And <laughs> even for the guy to kind of be like, what? And he, he had a whole status. He was explaining like what happened and telling the guy like, no, that's not true and you ought to be ashamed for saying that. So, yeah, it's just quite interesting. Ghetto basketball. Yeah. Um, shout out to Sterling Brown. He came into Brownstone Thursday. Um, so, I guess, I don't know if they're doing that practice or nothing like that, but yeah, he came in with a whole bunch of girls was following mine and I was like, wow, this groupie thing is really real. It's, like, it's not a game. Yeah. So, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah. Zeke showed you on loving basketball. Yeah, and that was, and this is the, um, I think is the week still continue for Black. Um, um I think today is oh. the last day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, you know, I spent a little bit in here. Yeah. So. Okay. Shout out to Milwaukee. Shout out to all everybody doing something. The restaurants, the people, podcasts. Uh, it's a growing city, so we look forward to seeing the future of it. Uh, let's get to question of the week or 
Ask YBO. Ask YBO. Ask YBO. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to lay that out for us? Oh, yeah. So, um, shout out to TS. He sent us a bunch. And <clears throat> so this question that he <laughs> that he sent says, if you were on a plane about to crash and you could only make one call, who would mm. you call? Oh, Lord. That's a great one. Oh, man. I, y'all want to y'all wanna go first? Yeah, I'll call my mom. Your mom? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mom. Any particular reason why? Um, yeah, when I travel, she'd be the first one that hit me up ASAP. Did you make it? Like, you know, damn, will it take this many hours? Are you gonna try to contact me with this? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. So I know she'll she'll pick up and be like, she'll probably be panicking, like, what? Um, but yeah, I definitely call she's her. She's such a Riverside alum. I love her. Thank mother's love. It's the tiger love. She don't know her. me like that, but I, I feel the love from her. I love you too, Mom, Mama Pam. Mama Pam. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> don't love my mama. Don't, you gotta love my mama. We're gonna make it somewhere and have all our mamas in that video, like two chains. <laughs> I'm just trying to make my mama proud. <laughs> mama ain't raised no hope. <laughs> my mama gonna be like, who was that? Who was that young thug? What's the one little nigga name? Two, two YG. Savage. Was that, was he in that song? No, it was YG and um. Who the other nigga? Uh, two chains. Who the other? Was the oh, people? Offset. Offset. Okay, it was YG Mama Dam. That's gotta be my mama. <laughs> mama ain't red no hope. <laughs> I was like, you said Mama ain't red. No, like, my mama would be in the video. I'm like, you cuss it. Stupid ass. Yeah, so shout out to them. Cuss it. Who you calling? Lies, who you calling? I would call my mom. And it's funny because when I saw the question, I was like, I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna say they mama. I don't know what you're gonna say because of the way you kind of react into what we saying, but I would call my mom because just like Reese said, when I travel, my mom travels a lot too, and we're one of the first people that mm-hmm. we both call, like, you know, are you, did you make it? You know, things like that. I mean, yeah, mama, what you talking about? it's my, my mom. mom. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I only have one parent. So mm-hmm. if anything was serious, was finna go down, yeah. that's who I would call. My granny ain't never got no goddamn phone <laughs> or I would call her, that's who I would but, call. um, I would call my mom. Yeah. I'll call my grandma. Um, cause I know the information is going to spread like wildfire. Uh, as soon as I let her know, she's like, "You made it." And the next thing you know, Mama get off work. Hey, I heard you made it. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's information. <laughs> Granny's what is that? Everybody, Granny. Granny just be talking. Well, I mean, everybody, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's she's she's the oldest out of all her brothers and sisters now. So, mm. um, so everybody called her anyway. And like, yeah. And I was on the um earlier. I was on the phone with my little sister, and I just heard her phone ring in the background. Like, who am I talking to now? Just talking, just talking, talking, talking. Mm-hmm. So um. But yeah, though. So that's that's dope. Shout Interesting question. I kind of read it and went, Oof. but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of a difficult yeah. one after hearing yeah. that. Someone. Especially yeah. hearing about that uh, Southwest plane that went down. I too. know. Yeah, that was crazy. It was like not of, Southwest. Was it was just funny because I was just was my mom or somebody was telling. I was like, yeah, but I, it happens. Uh, it not happens. A lot, yeah. But that, it happens. Like, Dex was telling me the same thing. He was like, man, I'm going to Southwest in two days. I'm like, you'd be fine, man. It doesn't yeah. happen. Like, think about a car crash. Car crashes happen every day. Be more like, often than right. Anything. So. Um, but would y'all think the um real quick, y'all think the five thousand dollars would kinda like make you in the in the thousand dollar voucher, like you think that'll kinda like make you feel better about the situation or wait, what happened? They got so everybody else in, in part of that um flight that flight flight got five thousand dollar and a thousand dollar travel voucher. Um so it's a tax free. <laughs> I don't I don't know, but um, <laughs> Like would that kind of like sit like kind of make things like easier, more comfortable. Because I don't know if the travel voucher is just for Southwest. So I'm I sure made, it is. Yeah, so I'm running like, is it for another flight, <laughs> another company? But um, I don't know. I think the five thousand. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I never flew I mean, Southwest, so I don't know. See, 
I've never had any problems with yeah. Southwest. South, yeah. Southwest is actually my number one. Like some people say it's really? expensive, but the thing is four you cannot beat four free bags. Like you can't be beat that. Like you can't beat that. Like they're the reason why I overpack. Right. Like if I take really, somebody else, they yeah. be like, a light packer. They be I mean, like, yeah. because like I always have a shoe it gives me the option. I can have a shoe bag and a clothes. Like I ain't gotta worry about combining or having a small shoe bag or like trying to figure out like you got the two carry ons, you be out there clowning. Um, but right. like Lassie said, I never had an issue with Southwest. That's my favorite, mm. like domestic, and you, it can be international too. Um, airline um, because of the bag and just the comfort, I like the comfortability and everything. Right. So. I'm just a proponent of picking my seat. Like I love that. Mm. I love that. It, I don't like making too many choices. I think for me, it depends on what what group I'm in. But yeah. nine times out of ten, if I'm in A or B, I have no problems. Because you get right because A, A is like the first one, right? Yeah. Okay. If, if I'm in C, right? Well, I know I feel like they have like a, a sky, you know, sky priority or something like that. You know, they, they do. I mean, they do. But families and children, right? That's not. It's not that bad. Cause okay. yeah. The family's gonna clump together regardless. And yeah. a lot of families actually sit in the back. I don't know why, but whatever. Mm. But um, you want to hear my baby's? I would take. I would take it. And hey. Yeah. Uh, out of what Southwest's run, this happened once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Someone I would be know, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and they said something about them doing like some test. I don't know why they weren't doing it before, but um, yeah, I, w- I would take the, the cash and my mm. little voucher and find a nice little flight. Shit, yeah. might find two flights for that price. Shit, maybe three. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Delta. I like Delta. Um, mm. <laughs> they, they are a little bit more expensive, but I do like well, the. Really? I, I've, I've flown. I, I don't think. I don't think so. I've flown no, Delta really? before, and really. they were reasonable, reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Southwest um, for Atlanta, and they're like just a tad bit cheaper. But with um, with Delta, give me my peanuts. Right <laughs> with Delta, because um, their hub is in Atlanta. Um, I just wanted to build more mileage with them because I've been using them for the, quite some time now. So. Uh. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, choose your flight. Uh, I think if I was for maybe a shorter destination, like maybe Denver or something like that, maybe I might choose either Frontier or Southwest. Frontier because they're based in. Yeah, uh, they're based in. Um, Denver. I I can't remember the last time I flew Delta. It's been a minute, but when mm. I flew United and Frontier, Frontier was okay. The seats were hard as a bitch. Mm. Um, shout out to Stacey though because she she got us the uh, the window or yeah the um uh, what you call it the uh, exit. Emergency right. exit. Oh, you get so, the, oh, that's nice space. So I got the yeah, Ooh. especially for Frontier because she I didn't never flew them so oh, I didn't know. Oh, you paid attention um, to that And then United, I don't I don't <laughs> like having my seat picked because when you be last or you be trying to figure shit out, like people be in there like all oh, uh, you be that's my seat. Yeah, no, 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 no. Go back there, shit. Mm. So yeah, I like I to like choose. A, I like a window seat. Yeah. I don't like the aisle seat. People walking up, I'm like, I keep. It depends. When I'm flying long distances and it's a packed plane, give me an aisle seat. <laughs> but if I'm like close, then I'm I'm cool with the window yeah. seat. So I like yeah, at the clouds like nigga, this is crazy. Yeah, I prefer that. But if I'm going to South Africa again, nope, give me the aisle seat. Now it, see, no. we got. We was blessed to not have uh, like first three flights. I think we didn't have anybody there, and then the last flight, somebody bitch ass want to sit down. <laughs> when actually cool. be, when actually want to show Oof. up. Yeah, give me the aisle seat because you got to pee and everybody want to get up. You be sleep. Hey. Like, nah, fam. Let me be on the aisle so I can get up and move when I want to. I mean, so. when we get that pocket of air when we go to Africa, we niggas like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh, niggas like, I'm going to go to sleep. That was over the fucking Mediterranean. Once you hit, uh, once you hit fucking Morocco, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, Jesus. Like, man, we just got to the continent. <laughs> 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 said, well, where we at, Algeria? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my 
Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad stop. flight, though. No. Both of them, I, that was the only time. Yeah, people get so funny. People are like, well, I, I can't do that that long. You'd be sleeping most of the yeah, time. Yeah, like, you'd so. be surprised. Like, you'd be doing, you'd be, on your, you'd be talking and shit. You'd be mm. on your phone. Watch, be, I watched so many movies. I didn't yeah, saw Creed. I didn't saw all type right, of movies. Right, I watched from the other Compton. The movie's like yeah, two and a half hours. Compton. Yeah. That's five hours right, right. there. Like, you good. You can charge up your phone, like you said. Right. It was like, yeah. You'd be kicking. And once you see that little shit close, you'd be like, a little app thing with that little plane going over the continent. <laughs> you are traveling 300 kilometers. Kilometers, bitch, give me miles. <laughs> but the, te- the most terrible part is Bye. when you all the way up here and then you got to go to the tip. You like, and, you, and I think we kept saying like, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. Yeah. Like, this shit is fucking shit is stupid. Like, I'm, so. I'm ready to go back, nigga. Yeah. I am ready. Um, I want to talk about Cape Town a little bit later too. So, Or the sure. whole uh, South Africa country. So we'll talk about them later. But yeah, shout out to uh, planes and flights and everybody be safe out here. And the buses and in the sky. Travel on, Bubba. Travel on. Travel on. Uh, the taxis, taxi, sky taxis. Um, speaking of that, though, um, just businesses in general, um, I want to get you guys' opinion on black-owned businesses. I ran across this article um, on Facebook, and um, I got a little question for you. Um, I'm going to ask you the question first, then I'll read the article. Do you think for black business owners and any business that you all decide to do um, in the future uh, or now, um, do you think it would be advantageous to let people know that you are a black business owner? Um, you think there's any advantage to that? It can be. It depends on. I don't know. I guess it depends because you could just say I'm a business owner, but I guess if you use it to your advantage in certain situations, you can. Or say, for instance, you own the business and you don't want to let people know that you're like you. Last, what you think? I'm gonna let, let I'll, I'll get into it later. <laughs> you think it's advantageous for you to say that you're a black business owner? I don't know. I'm, I guess right. it depends. Right. Like it, it could depend on a number of things. Yeah. Like who are you talking to? Right. What are you guys actually yeah, talking about? about? So you're trying to build a white clientele. Would you let them know that you're a business owner? You you own the business. Would so you're saying if I sat there in front of them, I said I'm a black business owner, or say I own this business? Would no, you, but if they come into my business and they, I say I'm the you're, owner, you're 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 seeking out new clientele. You go to their place or whatever their place of business, and they like you know who you know who owns the business. And they're like, I'm the business owner. They see that you're black. Would you let them know that? Or would you kind of say like, you know, well, on behalf of the boss and manager, they told me to come here. I'm the senior developer in my business. Would you let them know that you own the business? I would probably, off top, I would probably say, yeah, I'm the business owner. Okay. Yeah. Shit, it's my business. Right. I ain't going to lie. Okay. I'm just asking. (laughs) Um, There are a couple entrepreneurs in this article. Shout out to the Chicago Tribune. Um, There are actually some business owners owners that said that they did not let people know that they were, um, they owned the business. Uh, This guy named Dewan, Dewan Drodden, Drodden, Dewan, he owned this company, owned a patio company, and uh, he generated over $6 million, but what he did was um, he told he told the uh, the white clientele, the people that he uh, you know got business from, mm-hmm. said that he wasn't the owner, but he was actually a representative from the sales team, and he found that it was more lucrative that way to do that. I figured you said that, yeah. And the reason why he did that was because he said the white clientele are perceived to be racist, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So now he grew that business, and now he work. He does a um another company. What it says here, I forgot. Um. He does some company in uh, Naperville. I think it's a design studio company. They do landscaping, and now he does tell them that he is the owner of the business because he got more money and stuff like that. But there's another company, too. Uh, his name is James Parker. He's a tech entrepreneur. 
um, for beststatenight.com. And he said the same thing that he would tell people that, you know, he's like a programmer, this, that, and the other, but he didn't own the business. So I mean, with that being said, like, do you think that's like, with everything that's going on, the Black Panther movement, uh, not Black Panther movie, but Black Panther movie and being black, do you think like that's kind of, I don't know, bogus in a way? Because it's kind of like the slave times, like black business owners back then would pretend like they weren't, you know, the owner of the business and then they would go and, you know, get the money and stuff like that. They had one. It made me, it actually just made me think of, um, I was going to say blackish, not blackish. Um, what's that other show? Fresh Off the Boat. So, I don't know if y'all watched that show, but mm-hmm. it's about an Asian family, and they, um, the dad moved the family to Orlando, and he opened up a restaurant, mm-hmm. and he was noticing that he wasn't getting customers, and uh, he figured it's probably because I'm Asian, so he was like, I need to find a white host, so when they come in, they see this white man instead of seeing me, and they'll want to, you know, eat That's here, crazy. or whatever. Um, I just... But the show is set in place in 1995. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's... I don't know if I want to say that it's bogus. Um, I think it's kind of sad that some people feel that they have to do that for them to get business or, mm. you know, for their business to advance and progress. But I don't think it's bogus. I mean, ultimately, you're the, you're the business owner. You can do it however you want to do it. But mm. I guess... I don't know. I guess when I think of when I create a business, I would think of my clientele before that, you know, and think of who I want to really reach. Right. So if I have to tell people that I'm not the owner for them to come to my business, then I just, I don't know. I think it depends on the type of business you have Mm -hmm. too, because first of all, I want to say it does remind me of when people do job interviews and they change their name and they Mm -hmm. put something else to their wire, they leave that section out. It's kind of like doing that. Yeah. But if you think about the type of business you have, he does landscaping, right? You have, yeah. you're going to these people's businesses and you're going to their homes. Yeah. So I can see why he may say, I'm not the owner, I'm not this, because they may say, I got this black dude and whatever type of, if they are racist or, you know, he might steal, things like that. I can see why he would do that. But if it's something else where they come to me or something like that, it depends. If it's a restaurant, like, I don't know. Let but me, Let me give something else to chew on. I like that phrase. Uh, it's James Parker. He said, <laughs> um, the idea in any tech startup is to grow it, make a lot of money and dump it for more money. He said, as soon as... Um, you say it's black owned. White people will believe that it's only for black people, and black people will look for something wrong with it. Hmm. Well, it's kind of like our podcast. People say I will call in, but I'm not black. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And this wasn't just even just white people. People just think it's just, and I think of the era that we're in too. People be like, oh, I'm just going to listen. I like y'all though. Call in, shit. Um, Bobby O'Cody. Bobby O'Cody. <laughs> right. I think um, <clears throat> there's a, you can't not say there's not a truth to it. I think people do think that. I agree. Mm. And then the last quote here from uh, another representative. She's a lady, uh, Pepper Miller. Um, she's a market researcher. Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. Uh, she has a, a market research and planning firm in Chicago. She says, it's not about anybody selling out. People are trying to survive. There's a perception that black people can only do black stuff. Um, Miller says Miller, who began focusing on black consumer marketing when she was denied broader work when she started in the 1980s. Uh, she says, it's pretty much the truth, but uh, pre- it ain't pretty, but it's the truth. It's called racism. As much as we want to feel it like we're not dealing with that, we are. Um, so you think that's a, a little hint of racism or is it just more so of, nah, I don't, you know, I don't want to, from from white people standpoint, like, I don't want to really, you know, work with those people or is it stereotyping, I should say. Or is it both? Both. I, I was going to say, I think it's both. Mm. I mean, both. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like what Reese just said, like, 
even with us, people think because we're young, black, and opinionated, mm -hmm. some people might think because it's a black-owned business, it's only for black people to go to. But who's to say, like, what if I wanted to open up a damn jazz bar? Mm -hmm. That don't got to be for black people. It could just be for whoever. But because I'm a black business owner, some people may look at it and say, the owner is black, so I don't feel comfortable going in here because we're not black when that's not even the vibe or, right. you know, what's mm -hmm. really, really going on in my jazz club. Or some people would just simply be like, I'm not going to this jazz club. I don't care how great it is because the owner is black. You know, I think mm -hmm. it, it just really weighs on what type of person it is. Yeah. Depends on if that's what you grew up with or whatever your right. mental mind. Is. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, it really ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but kind of made me think of it though. Um, I remember one day I was at work and, uh, was it Liz went to the bathroom or something and she came back, you know, people come in and get their shit together. So she was like, I went to the bathroom. It was this couple sitting in front of somebody's mm -hmm. window. And she's like, you can't sit right there. People actually come to this window to get help. The seats are over there. So seats in the corner and the seats, which is stupid over here by where we go in it. So she said she came back from the bathroom. They were still sitting there and it was this old white couple. And she's like, excuse me, ma'am, you got to move. I just told you basically, you know, there's seats over there. And she came back in and we, we came up with the theory that they didn't want to move. Or she said they kind of were like, oh, like trying to act like they didn't hear or they were confused. And they, she said she went back out just to see and they were like standing up by the wall. And the theory was that they didn't want to go sit there because there was a whole bunch of black people. Sitting over oh, there. Oh, and they're like these old white people. And I was like, because like, she's like, I just told them like their seats move. Like you can't sit here. Like people, because it was like you, when, you, when your name is called, you come sit there. So you sitting there, how the fuck? Like, so she, it was just funny because it was just kind of like, <laughs> bam, you can move. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, my final thoughts on it is, uh, you know, when you start a black-owned business and black people um, generally they're well, as of now, our, our growing power, buying power is um, in the trillions and it's crazy. Yes. But you figure you don't, as a business owner, your job is to create as much market share as possible and much profit as possible. Um, you would want to broad, you would want to broaden your um, your clientele, you know, your um, your prospects. So it's just crazy to see like, you know, yeah, you can focus on being a black owned business, but um, I think they have some truth to that. I never really sat back and thought about that, how, you know, there are still some people that don't want to deal um, of the, of the, uh, of our other counterparts don't want to deal with us because we are black. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, that was that. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. I saw that article and I thought it was uh, very interesting. Very, very interesting that a lot of um, black CEOs and business owners um, still kind of deal with those challenges. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I just want to kind of talk about the state of the department store or just, I guess that would be considered department stores. Mm -hmm. um, as you all probably know, because I got that alarming email, that very mm -hmm. threatening email Man. at work about Boston store closing. Because <laughs> um, me and Liz, we both shop there. I shop there here and there, but we both yeah, got cards. A lot of my clones. So yeah. um, I was like, you got the email? She's like, I didn't check it. So just kind of like, yep. We going out of business. Um, you can no, no, no longer use your um, rewards cards or your credit cards. Cut mm -hmm. them up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, liquidation starts tomorrow. You can come in and buy shit, but not with your card. Um, so, yeah. So, it's just interesting because Boston Store recently just fell off um, Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking to this guy, and he was just kind of, he'd be like reading tax laws and shit. And he was talking about um, Nexus, which is... Um, like a term they use in terms of having a connection within the state uh, with Amazon and all that and taxation. And it's like, do you protect the consumers or do you protect the, the state? It's, it's really interesting when you really learn about like taxes and things like that. So I just kind of wanted to talk about um, the growth of the internet, like Amazon. And I think stores are complaining, like, you know, we get charged, uh, we have to charge sales tax here and people can buy it online and they don't have to pay t sales tax and that affects our business. So is, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of talk about the fall 
of that and kind of what you guys think about um where we're headed in terms of lifestyle now real quick when you see that when you do that is it they don't charge because i know my job we don't charge sales tax unless we have a presence there is it the same thing with amazon so if that business that's the battle now okay okay that uh wait it's a whole bunch of different issues and amazon i i think they're they're charging sales tax now because i remember back like when i was still staying with my dad um they never charged me sales tax Uh and this is before i started working there so i didn't give a fuck um, so I used to be like, oh, and then like when I really started to understand, um, they had, they were like battling because they're like, dude, and they're like, we don't have a connection there. Like you can't. And right. I think they said the state of South Dakota is going through something now where they created some law. Um, and I think they said Colorado is going to do it now where they're like, well, fuck it then. If that's the issue, we're going to make, um, y'all get everybody social so that they're going to, they're going to try to charge the, the people that's buying right. it, uh, use tax. So that's mm. like, so you're going to be taxed. So it's going right. to be attached to your social, which is interesting. So, hmm. um, it's a battle, like I said, of, do we protect, um, the state or do we, do we protect the local businesses or do we protect those outside businesses? But mm. now because Amazon has, um, maybe two or three locations, I think Toma and then Kenosha, um, yeah, yeah, they have yeah. Nexus. So yeah. it's, it's interesting just to learn about. So, yeah. Um, it's funny that you put this in the pamphlet. Me and my coworker was actually talking about this the other day. She's she's older. She's probably um in her sixties, and she was just talking about um we were talking about the Boston store um thing, and she was um she brought up she's like yeah with all these online places like Amazon and I said. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> I just I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> oh, no, I can't tell nobody at work today. My podcast, but um, anyway, oh. <laughs> no, but um, you know, we were talking about that, and I said that it's true because first Amazon when it first came out, from what I remember, obviously you can go on there find good deals for things, but now mm-hmm. they've evolved so much. You can get stuff the same day right. delivered to you. You can get groceries delivered to you. Right. Um. You can buy stuff in bulk. You no longer have to go to like Sam's Club or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's it's made it so easy for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas you go to a department store, you have to kind of look yeah. around and dig and maybe find a good deal or two here or there. Um, but it, it kind of, I don't know, like I haven't really evolved into the whole online shopping thing mm-hmm. i will online shop but for certain things i don't think i'm there yet when i'm like where i'm like i want my groceries mailed to me which and i'm not judging anyone who does get them mm-hmm. you know shipped to them or drone to them or whatever with the, whatever the hell is going on yeah, right yeah, now yeah. No, but right. you know um but it does make things easier for those people who the one don't have time mm-hmm. um to old. go to the store yep old can't move you know disabled whatever like those people don't have to worry about finding a way to go out into the world and get the mm-hmm. things that they need when it can come right to their doorstep. Yeah. Um, which makes it bad for other places because if people aren't going anywhere to shop anymore, then we're yeah. fucked. Yeah, I think about it like, what are you going to do with that infrastructure? Like, what's going to be? It's going to be empty infrastructure again, which which be growth for opportunity um, mm-hmm. for somebody to step in and create something different. But um, for me, Boston Store, remember Grandma uh, would go to the Boston Store all the time and we would go um, the one in Bayshore or um, the one in um, Brookfield and, um, you know, just go together and look for deals and stuff. Like so I get a lot of my cologne from there, mm-hmm. um, and especially when they Christmas do the little gifts. De- uh, Christmas gifts, especially when they do the deals, you can get the cologne, the um, aftershave bomb. And, um, and they put a little watch in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> they'll put a little watch or they, you know, a bag. It's like I'm a polo duffel bag. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, actually, you know, I 
But them closing, they might be some good deals right now. I just went yesterday. They got a, It's going to be like them other stores where you got to wait to the last minute. I think uh, shoes is only 10% off. And all oh, okay. Like, when they, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But they probably be cleared out, buddy. I'm going to use my uh, rewards card, bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but uh, back to Lassie's point, um, I, I'm actually surprised. I took an inventory of myself this week, and I noticed, I noticed that I actually bought, I bought a sweater online. I bought two books i bought some hardware for my computer online i bought a lot of stuff online mm-hmm. i'm like dang or damn i'm too grown i said dang um like a little kid dang <laughs> but um i lost um i mean i lost but um and it was I, all i had to do was just wait two days but i got half the price of it right. um and then but on top of that though i guess like uh maybe think a boston store um not boston store best buy Best Buy does price matching because that's mm-hmm. the way they can try to be competitive against Amazon. Right. So, um, so it's just interesting to see our future. Um, I don't know. Um, it's gonna be crazy because I know you said you use uh, recently Amazon Prime. So, mm-hmm. um, you said it was kind of quick, um, but I'm still kind of leery on that, um, just a little bit. But I think getting into I'm talking about Prime or Prime Now. Uh, Prime Now. I'm sorry, Prime Now. Oh, okay. oh I love yeah, it. Like, I love I it. Say, I think, I think like, it's God. I think it's convenient. It's and very like, convenient. And even for the price, like don't don't get me wrong. When I first had Amazon Prime, I think it was like a hundred bucks for the year. I don't know mm-hmm. what the going rates are yeah, now, right. but for someone who buys so much stuff online, you're not getting a better deal than that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I tried to tell my grandma. She was like hundred dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, it was, was it was like, hundred no. a year. It was like fifty if you were a student. I had the student yep. one, but I think I had the like an old credit card on it. I I didn't even pay attention. So for like for a minute they weren't this was a while ago though. for a minute they weren't charging me <laughs> yeah. because they kept update your credit card but i was still ordering shit with another card and i was like oh okay mm-hmm. um and then one time i was like Mm-mm. i was like damn <laughs> um but now they have it where you can pay i think it's month i forgot i had it it's like yeah, ten dollars a month yeah. it, and i love amazon yeah, so much I got, a, I got an amazon credit card um but it's through chase and you can use it anywhere and it comes with rewards too so um and then you get cash back from that as well. So, um, yeah, I, and then the Prime Now works is basically it's it's kind of it's not too much stuff on there stuff on there, but like it's a lot of stuff you're just gonna have to go directly through the Amazon website. Um, but what did I, I think I ordered a hard drive, um, I just computer stuff. I think I ordered the, the mic stands from there. Um, and you pick a window, um, they'll come and usually they'll drop it off right in between that window. They'll call you, um, yeah, and they'll give you this little pot, this little paper bag if it can fit in the bag and. That's mm. that. So it's very convenient. And, um, Are the prices a little higher than would you if you were to do the two-day uh, free Sometimes, shipping? yeah. Okay. Definitely sometimes. But it's not really too much. But um, And it's free shipping, too. So if you, I think you buy anything over $35. So I mean, that's a kicker, too. Like, free shipping. Um, a lot of sites you know, I don't even go on. Like, I'd be kind of upset. Like, dang, I got to pay $7.99 for the shipping? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you said, bitch, but, I just ordered $300 worth of stuff and I can't pay it. Right, right. Or, yeah, they order hit you. They'll hit you like, yeah. oh, you're, you're $25 away from free shipping. It's like, I got to yeah. buy another shirt, really? Yeah, um, no, I need it anyway. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting just to kind of see, like you guys said, the shift and everything. Because I remember being a kid going to Northridge and uh, my mom always talked about Yonkers. And yeah, Yonkers, you hear about people talk about shit wow. I ain't never heard of. I'm like, I never heard of that store. Sorry. Um, but in a lot of these stores, so they say, been open since 1863 and, you know, shit like that. And you'd be like, you see Sears went uh, that one location. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are kind of going, and then the one in Brookfield Square closed down too. Yep. They were going through a liquidation. So. It's crazy. As I look back, I'd be like, "Damn! Like this is this shit really knocking them out?" Because I even right. think about they were kind of still in, but when Blockbuster got knocked the fuck out, right? Um, by Netflix, so everything is like online and it's just this world. And um, I even yeah, like ASOS, it. like because it was one point I was wearing the same size of the model, so I knew what the fuck I was gonna look like. And yep, give me that too. <laughs> put this shit in the cart. I'm a little bit thicker than that now, but yeah, put that in the cart. 
And I ordered it. And then I got. that in there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a little thicker now. I, I see know, you. I see you. I see and they got uh, with the free two day shipping from the UK. Man, I'll be out there clowning on ASO. That bitch turn around. Yeah, they didn't go look right on me. Like, <laughs> it's so much, like, it's so much, yeah. like, access is just, it's crazy because you think, like, it's access online, like, really for clothes. But then you be like, I don't feel like going to the store. Like, it's crazy because at first you were like, I'm just going to go to the store. It's stupid. Now it's like, Imagine like <laughs> 20, 30 years from now, like you're going to actually, it's going to be a virtual world. We can actually be a virtual store. You can get mm-hmm. in there and like try to shit on and then it's going to be crazy. I, yeah. it's gonna be, I, I was going to bring up Amazon. Um, I forget what type of store it is. I think they opened it in Seattle because that's where they're headquartered. Um, they have like store locations mm-hmm. now. Um, and my coworker, he's in the Navy. So he always goes out there when he does the training and he was like, yeah, it's bananas. And then he was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. So, yeah. um, and then he was also telling me too about was it some dude he's working on like underground like car driving or some shit yeah uh, Elon in, Musk in LA um, like all the major cities with a lot of traffic so we were talking yeah. about that and how um, according to them it'll create um, it wouldn't create but it would be less accidents because it'll be controlled by the the people like some kind of shit so. shout out to Elon Musk I'm trying to get a Tesla so yeah um, it's interesting where technology is going and uh, I just wanted to bring that up because. I, I always, for me, I always say we're right in the cusp of the change. We're not yeah. like, we're not prior to, we're not after. We, I think we're in a good part of the change. We, we kind of got to see, because I think we were at work one time where I was at work and then they're all talking. And they was like, Teresa, do you know what Blockbuster is? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I had tapes. Like, similar, similar. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, we know what cassette tapes are. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I about? know what that is. So right. I, I think I would think we were in a good part of. Yeah, we Yeah, <laughs> we were in a good part of, uh, you know, that type of. Technology. But yeah, like, and you make a good point. You said it because we've always been on the uh, our age group has always been on the cusp of technology, mm-hmm. where like with the internet, you know, you had to do dial up, and then now we got the you know free form internet, whatever. Now, mm-hmm. um, and now we're on the cusp of department stores being gone, and and, and um, the rise of internet stores taking over. So, um, like I said, I can't wait to see what's going to be next. Um, but you know, business owners keep in mind. I can't- and last, my last thought, I can't say that I, I can say that I'm actually a little surprised because every time I went to Boston store, I felt like it was hella people in there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. always like it. I even the one at the Grand. Yeah. That yeah. one was yeah. kind of empty. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda empty. But I feel like I, I always saw people in there and I know so many people who like they got the Boston car store. and little black blah, coupon. Yeah. That I, was $20 off. I used to get my, uh, sure. I got my running shoes in there. But, you know, I think. But I think they created that stuff to compete, I think, to me. Because yeah. I don't know, because I never really shopped there. I think they were like, you want to get a car? And I used to be like, no. But then I was like, hell, I like the lip liner, so why not? Um, but yeah, and I used to, for me, I used to always, I used to see people in there, but I used to be like, it's a lot of shit in here. Who actually buys all this yeah, shit? That I used to true, always too. say that. And I used to be like, and where the fuck does this shit go when you don't sell it? Like, right. Three they, levels of shit. You got a whole store full of shit, men's, women. It's like a lot of shit in there. So I'm like, I'm, and it, to me, I never felt like I seen a lot of people. So I'm like, who be buying this shit? But yeah, that makes a good point. Yeah, people, people are getting very picky. Like, you know what you want. There's no right. need for me to go in a post department right. store, go thing. upstairs to just to go get cologne, like, or, you right. know, lip liner, like you said. So that makes a point where I can just go online type in lip liner and i get exactly what i want and i'm out so, yeah so yeah very well and uh, rest in peace to the to the rise and fall of the department store Boston. um don't say yonkers i have not seen the yonkers and so yeah well. my mom i'm going to yonkers like yonkers. <laughs> um, but i think they got them in certain uh, locations so. steven berry yeah dude they were talking about that at work i was like who <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah shout out to shout out to the forever in our hearts Young yonks. who's this next person last year more jay was it Cape Town? I thought it was Cape no, Town. No, somebody put the post of uh, Issa Rae. 
Oh, oh, I did. I'm, I'm looking like what? I oh, mean? I was gonna say I thought I took it was an inventory. Cape Town. Um, you just didn't put the title. I clicked on it. Like, what the fuck is this? My bad. Yeah, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because um, I was, I was actually typing in. I thought I did. No, I was. I caught it when I'm like, because I almost erased it. Because I, you know how I load them hell shit. Uh, yeah, my bad. So, um, I, I caught this on Twitter real fast. Um, and I wanted to know if you all wanted to do it with me. Um, she's having a she's course, having a script contest. With uh, so East Ray uh, pre- presents with her pr- production company, um, and BET are doing a script uh, screen contest. So just all you need to do is do a page to pitch your um, thing mm-hmm. you're thinking, and um, and if they like it, you know, you get flew out to I think LA if I'm not mistaken, Miami, Miami, and uh, you get to be in a room the Black Film Festival I think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, you get to be in a room with uh, you know execs and you know get to pitch your idea and talk with them and get some knowledge, and then um, you know if it's dope enough they'll put it in production so just want to throw that out there for creatives um i, I was kind of on the uh on the fence of sharing this with the pie people in the pie because the less people know the more kind less competition it is that, I and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and give it the opportunity to somebody that you know has been wanting to get their shit off so um so yeah check it out and if you haven't checked out Issa Rae's youtube page Issa Rae's presents she does a lot of there's a lot of producers and writers under her um like i said i've been watching giants and um i've been blown away with the production of giants and their their hour finale is going to be next wednesday so check it out it's a lot of great creative people out here and then just i'm i'm amazed that she's um moving it forward she's allowing other people to come out shonda rhimes does that um Ava DuVernay does that. She's hiring a lot of black women just yeah. to do brown sugar and her uh, other projects and stuff like that. So um, so if you have an opportunity, check it out. It's on Twitter. And uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah we, I'm going to definitely try to submit some shit. That sounds dope. Yeah. Doopity dope. Shout out to uh, Cousin Issa. Cousin Issa. Right. Um, Cousin. Stupid, right. I wanted to talk about Cape Town. I know I was, I think I brought it up before and I was going to bring it up again, but it's interesting because um, me and my coworker were talking about it because he went to South Africa too um, a couple years ago. Um, just they're running out of water. No. Oh. And uh, day zero was predicted to be this month in April, but they pushed it back to 2019. Um, so now they're like um, narrowing down how much water, how many liters of water people can use each day. Wow. Um, and I think the issue is rainfall and um, they get mm. the water from dams and things like that. Because I was talking to my mom about it and logically you'd be like, they buy some water though. <laughs> right. Um, and I forget the numbers, uh, excuse me if I quote them wrong, but I think I remember the roundabout, which is crazy to me. It was like the earth is made up of what? 75% water. Um, and people only have access to, uh, was it 2% of water is clean water that people have access to around the world. And that shit was crazy crazy as fuck to me. And I'm like, and I, as I kind of learn about stuff, my understanding is that whoever sells the water, different different brands, they get the water from free from these mountains, like spring Mm -hmm. water. But they charge people for the shit. Right. Um, so it's, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And um, I was on Tumblr when I was posting my pictures from Cuba. Somebody wrote me and like, oh, how was it? And I'm like, well, hell, where are you from? And she's like, oh, I'm from South Africa. So I'm like, oh, like what part you? I'm like, how's the water? And this was like in February. And she's like, it's more so just Cape Town. And she lives in uh, near Durban, from my understanding. Um, so I recently wrote her. She didn't respond yet because now it seems like it's the whole country that's going through the issue. Um, so now I think I was reading it said people can, um, I guess just with the calculations, you can take like a 90 second shower and I and it's like one of the first major, com- major country countries that's going to happen to. So I don't know, I guess I just wanted you guys' thoughts on that. Cause I don't, I never really heard of that before. Um, was, was some of their, um, and I, you read the article, so I, I could be off, but was some of the, I know, I believe it was Cape Town. They were talking about, or South Africa as a whole, they were talking about seizing land from 
white owners, farm yeah, owners and stuff the, like uh, that. The president of uh, South Africa, I think is, it was. Is that like part of like to take the resources back? Because you think about it, you, you mentioned, mentioned um, bottling water up. It sounds evil, but if you think about it, if everyone had access to that water, it would be dried up in like a day or two because people. Yeah, so they're gonna have people regulating that. They yeah, got like people watching it. So yeah, I mean, but think about it though. Like, I guess I want to say logically, but it could be just everybody for themselves. But right. everybody gonna be trying to tackle that water. But you got to try to ration the shit out for a yeah. whole country, or I don't know if it's just a city. Um, well, they said also the uh, population grew as well too over the last um, couple of years. Yeah. Um, and agriculture as well too. Go ahead. Which is why I say that it's kind of it's kind of evil, but it makes sense because you figure yeah, the people that the people that can afford the bottled water are going to be the ones that's going to you know li- ultimately living and purchasing it. Though for those that can't, you know they're going to have to die off. And it's kind of like you know I, we can't give water to everybody because if we do. It'll be gone. So yeah. it's just kind of like, oh man, it's yeah. sad, but it's it makes those, sense. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, I hate to see it happen, but it's interesting to see how the government and people respond mm-hmm. to it. So, from my understanding, at this point, um, it says I'm a reader. Residents in Cape Town are currently under a level six B restriction, which means they can only use 50 liters of water per person a day. This water needs to cover all their needs. Water tariffs have, have also increased in effort to reduce consumption. Um, this 50 liter limit is it applies regardless whether the individual is at home, work, or school. Um, it is illegal to use municipal drinking water for irrigation, washing cars, topping mm. off, or filling up swimming pools um, for the uh, portable play pools. Um, so I said, What can you do with 50 liters of water? Drinking three liters, 90 second shower, wow. 10 liters, one toilet flush, nine liters, pets, one liter, food preparation, one liter, dishwashing by hand, nine liters. House cleaning, five liters. Uh, doing laundry once a week, 10 liters. And teeth and hands, two liters. So, like, Lassie, think about it. Like, how many times have you been in the shower? You don't have to answer it, but how many times have you been in the shower <laughs> just to be in the shower? Like, don't get no fuck. Like, yeah, just to be like, you know what? Or it's it's, <laughs> it's cold or it's hot. You know, so I just need to. Water you know, it's it's funny because um, I was reading an article while I was talking. I was listening, but I was trying to just read up and I was just thinking, like, when I got to the part that Reese just read, what can you do in a day with 50 liters? 90 seconds shower. No. Hell no. Three minutes. Like, in like you just said, like, there have been many a times. I've been in the shower easily for an hour and 30 minutes. There's been times where I let that bitch run. <laughs> right. So let me get this. I've been in the shower for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saddening to hear because while, while they have to stay as close to these limits as they can to preserve the water that they have it just seems really hard to do i read i even read in here that even the restaurants have gone to paper plates because they don't you know so they don't have to wash Wash the dishes and it's like damn can you imagine going to a restaurant they bring your food on a paper plate Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i mean mean, but if you in it then you live in it well true because i even seen i think she moved to switzerland um one young woman that i've been following for like Mm -hmm. years before we even went um, she was show, like she pictured it's so bad that my mind saw this but it reminded me of when they take a picture of the white bubbler and the, the black people bubbler mm-hmm. but she took a picture of a water bubbler on some you can't use this and there was mm-hmm. another one like in the bathroom it says please use the hand sanitizer you can't wash your hands mm-hmm. Damn. like that shit is scary and yeah. they said that people will be fine if they try to use the water like shit like that so right. it's kind of like a and it's interesting how they push it out like it was pushed back to April of this year then it's pushed back to 2019 right um Damn, we use water for so much shit. Like just to wash our hands. Like we we wash our hands and throw that water's thrown away. And let me tell you, I'm so wow. so so picky when it comes to my hand washing. 
I wash my hands at least three to four times in one in one time. I I have to like when it comes to my hands, I am so so particular about them. So mm-hmm. like I wash my hands at least three to four times, and people be like, "That's a lot," but that's what that's just what I need. Like that's just how I feel good. Um, so I definitely think like, it, man. That's crazy. That I, now I'm just sitting back and just thinking about what we use water for. Like, we use water to play. Like we yeah. super soakers throwing shit yeah, at pool. They, and and they, that's why I said they. It was it's pictures wow. online. You can look it up. It's empty pools. Mm-hmm. And I guess I bring this article up because I know we talk about different things in life. And it's like I guess like Moana just said. It's it's like now sit here and think about which you how much water you use and if that was you and or this country and people be out here fighting and shooting fighting, right yeah, yeah i think they even said in here people are like trying to drill in their backyard and yep. they even said that they're, they're doing that the government is drilling um trying to bring the water in and i don't know especially a place too where population is growing yeah. so right it's like, damn i just moved here <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it's it's fucked yeah. up too yeah that's that's uh dang i had a thought of my and head. just to throw this in there too uh flint michigan still needs clean water by yeah the way. I don't want to leave that out. Yeah. So shout out to Wabio Cody. He actually told me that it's it's been going on longer than than we knew. Yep. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. I had no idea. Um, and I was like, dang, like that's really messed up. But yeah, I um listened to an episode of uh, Brilliant Idiots, and um, there's an author on there. I forgot. I think her name was Ashley Coleman, if I'm not mistaken, and she's from Flynn, and her husband um is from Flynn as well. They do the um the books. Uh, fuck, what's the name of those books? The, the, uh, the urban uh, urban um urban fiction mm-hmm. um damn what's the name of those books but anyway they were saying like you know they grew up in flint and stuff like that and they still they, even though they're outside of flint their family still lives in flint and it's like she said that you know her mother like it's it's actually a vacation for her to come from flint to her home so they can yeah. wash dishes uh wash clothes and take a nice shower and drink and uh, you know just that and the other and i was like wow you know she actually said um you know um why don't you just move your mom in? And she like we asked, you know, we asked to do that, but she loves Flint. She loves the place that she grew up there. She raised us there, this, that, and the other. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I forgot to do something. I gotta do something. Um, yeah, over there. And that's that's sick. That's sick. Yeah, I think they said. I guess when they realized they when somebody was like, when would they realize when day zero is? And I think they're just going back to K Town. And I think they said whatever level the damn water gets to, that's when they're gonna like, eh. Wow. <laughs> when they really go, I think they're gonna cut it in half to twenty five liters. So wow. Jesus. Um, it's it's like one of those weird things at the top you'd be like, Why? Mm-hmm. So I I guess I pose this anybody that's listening, anybody into water economics, things of that nature, um, let us know. Educate us on some more information about that because uh, or agriculture or whatever rainfall because I find it very very interesting. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With global warming, things are being warmer. Yeah, and being cold. People. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, random shit of the week. Random. Shit of so the I just week. wanted to talk about um, the state of R and B music. The state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked this because um, I don't know. I was listening to Maya's new album, mm-hmm. and I went back and I realized that she had a whole bunch of other albums, and she was independent um, since I think. 07 or something and the last two were to me i really liked them mm-hmm. so i was like well goddamn and it was like a lot of songs i said this shit could be played on the radio and i never really heard it um but a lot of it she gives you that like real raw raw r&b feeling of like the 90s and things like that um so i just want to ask you guys well like what have you guys listened to anything that you consider like r&b like really r&b like not like pop just like r&b um i got to check out some of mine's album um 
because of you and a couple other people on my Facebook uh, friends list were talking about it too. And I like Maya and I kind of feel like you, cause I seen you have posted her, um, one of her older albums. Movie. I think it was in egos. And I was like, dang, I was like, she had music in 2016. And oh yeah. And mm. it came out around the same time of auntie Rihanna. You, you would never know that. Right. Now, I, I, I'm, to be honest, I kind of like that one better than her new one. Like, she got some bangers, like some shit that can, mm-hmm. could be played on the radio. And I'm like, why the fuck? But I know she's been independent, so. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm going through a lot of my new music, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would. Maybe Tink. You listen to Tink? Mm-hmm. Would you consider her R&B? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I listen to a little bit of hers. I, um. Her little EP. Was it EP? Mm. Yeah, EP. Yeah. Um. I think um, the state of R&B is in a great place. I think it, I think it's revolutionized. It's um, you got alternative R&B, you got the pop R&B as you mentioned, and then you got your rate basic R&B. Um, What's basic R&B to you? Or, or classic R&B where you got your you know your Vance or you got your um, <laughs> Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, and you got your you got your soul music and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of branches of R&B. I think a lot of people cross over. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about basic, but yeah. Well, I won't. I won't say basic, but you know, there there's a certain sound where it's you can tell. Like, I'll say for instance, with uh, Tyrese, mm-hmm. and he did uh, "Stay," not "Stay." What's the other one he did? Uh, not "Stay." What's the other yeah, one? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it, but that you can tell that because the way the sound, because typically with the uh, live live instrumentation, this, that, and the other, whereas opposed to like with alternative R and B, you got more of a either a trappier sound or it's a it's a it's always a dark mellow sound like you hear from the weekend as opposed to listen to weekend first shit and then listen to Starboy. you can tell there's definitely a difference well yeah um, i think Starboy is definitely more pop exactly it's not exactly. r&b at all exactly so when you um you could so you so you can kind of get a difference of what kind of what r&b is but uh i think it's in a great state i think it's a great state um like with maya i think you were alluding to that as well like um, why her her 2006 shit really hasn't been on the radio because she's independent uh, 2016 um because she um you know independent and a lot of times you don't have the those, marketing the, and everything the marketing the funds to actually yeah. be on the radio yeah she got a new song with i think gold link is on her mm-hmm. album um and yeah her the one from 2016 i really like like i was listening like i didn't skip a song and i was like it's really sad because it's like you know yeah. how some people be independent you be like okay whatever but a lot of her shit i was like god damn she got some good songs like this shit was crazy to me um but oh, i know she was just taking a break yeah uh. and then she i was watching something and she was like i see and she's got that smooth i think and it was funny because i commented on her post like can we be best friends because she also a vegan and I got like a lot of recipes. I'm gonna send y'all the link. Like she got like a lot of like she got a whole list of shit. And I'm like, God damn, I'm, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. But then she got links to other websites with recipes and shit like that. Um, but I'll comment like, Hey, um, you know, whatever, love the album. Um, can you come on my podcast and talk about veganism? And she just liked the post. She ain't coming back though. But um, uh-huh. still, <laughs> <laughs> right? Come that through. counts for something. We want to learn. Come through. Um, but she just seems so peaceful and just you know some people you see them they look a little bit rough mm-hmm. and she just looked like she just enjoying her little life right. and. Making she her little music. Yeah, something like I, somebody came up to me and they was like, Oh, I didn't know. She's like, I haven't, you know, you, you haven't heard from you in a minute. She's like, But I still have the album stuff. Right. She was like, She was laughing it off. Like, you just tell she's very peaceful. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to her and then just, like I said, just kind of see what else you guys had in up your sleeve in regards uh, to RB. I'm taking, um, as I told you, I'm taking the intro to music business class and I, it is really, really insightful. Like, it is mm-hmm. really, really insightful. Um, to my computer, took a tumble on it, took the first first lesson i got into may 27th to finish the class but mm-hmm. i've learned uh a lot about the business just from yeah. that first lesson like it's only like it's really three 
major music group, major music companies. And then, of course, you got your, your other ones, subsidiaries and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. Cash Monies and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, behind that's, it. That business is crazy. That's why it's always cool to see how they work out those deals, like Cash Money, where they yeah. was like, no, nigga, I ain't selling my unless you give me a nice portion of it. Um, and yeah. even if when you just hear people talk about just their experience, because she, uh, Maya mentioned something about how um, her first three albums were like real studio, if you will, albums. And she's just like, you know, compared to making this, you know, Penny to whatever, I'm making my own. You putting your own money out and it's a lot of work. But Right. And I think she had an issue. I think she said the record label released Liberation. The one, remember she had the song with Lil Wayne? Um, I forget the name of the song. Um, came out in like 07, but they released her album in Japan or something. And she was kind of like, what the fuck? Mm. Or leaked it or whatever. So she was going to sue him or some shit. And her her attorney was like, just... Yeah. <laughs> and she said and she got her plan whatever planet yeah. nine so i don't i just think it's interesting like just like how it works like yeah you got it some is fire ass songs and this shit is not on the radio but like, um, not the first lesson i taught like the guy is teaching his name is um damn john Kellogg. i want to say like I said he was a uh, he's a vocalist from uh cameo and he became a lawyer um an entertainment lawyer and um he was saying that, uh, damn, where was I going with that? What'd you say? What's the last thing you just said? She got some fire ass songs and it's not on the radio. Oh yeah, there. Thanks. <laughs> I, I needed that. I needed that. Um, he was saying that a lot of people get into it um, and and are very creative, but don't understand the business. And the business is so it's it's more it's about the same or even more important than actually being creative. And that's why it's good to have a a good team around you like chance. That's why chance is so successful. I'm pretty sure he has a great team around him where he just need to focus on being creative. And of course he do the business as well too, but um, he has people that can handle that. So he can be, cause if you're, if you're super creative and then you gotta be business too, and it's very difficult to do that um, to be business and creative. It can be done, but it's very difficult. Yeah. I think he set another standard though to uh, independence and I think a lot of people are really, yeah. really considering that more after seeing his success with it. I don't think he's really independent, but that's just my theory. Well, I mean, I'm saying just hearing him, even if he's not, just mm-hmm. him for him to be like, I'm independent and this is what I'm doing. I think I see a lot of people really um, coming out with that or mm-hmm. like respecting that more. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a trend um, because it's a marketing ploy um, because you would you would want to celebrate an artist that's independent and not with a right. really major, but low key, they're really signed to a major because how are their projects able to be sent over to japan or other places yeah that's true too. It's a, it takes a lot of money to do that yeah because you know, so. i you can but you can sometimes like i think hers i don't even know if she's with somebody because like some of her older albums would just say who she was with and now this one says planet nine and mgm yeah um, that's, that's one of the so major you can, and i think she was working with uh somebody else too and they were like heavily promoting her song and album too so yeah, um, yeah. I think the three majors are sony universal mm-hmm. and fuck what's the last the third one i I forgot the name of it. Um, it's a lot of little random ones. Capital. Yeah, yeah that's under Sony. No, no circle building mm-hmm. in LA. Um, oh, I need to check. Motown. No, but um, Motown was yeah. independent. Yeah, I know I was joking. Um, but yeah, it's uh, or Def Jam. Def Jam is under Universal. Universal. Yeah, yeah um, Universal. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Just, somebody just bought. Somebody just bought Capital, and I forgot the name yeah. of the group. Shout out to R and B music and. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like the whole thing with the department store and everything. It's interesting to kind of mm-hmm. see everything go away, come back, evolve, and um, I think she even remixed one of her old her own songs. I thought it was interesting. Right. She got yeah. like a lot of really good production too. I like, love music. It just makes me go wow. Like shit makes me so. Like, I get so excited. When you talk about music. Like I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. I get so excited when you talk about music. I love it. That shit yeah. is incredible to me. Anyway, that's yeah. just my shout out to them. Um, to my side. 
another one of my uh weekly revelations here um i think i was brushing my teeth oh. and i was this water did you use good question i don't know <laughs> i had that shit running for 20 minutes and just, oh shit the water running um and that's bad now that i think about that too it's bad like i just that's I'll what having i will have the shower and my water yes. running that's flush the toilet be back like just really? do a lot of random shit i don't know i I turn the water off when I brush my teeth. I'm trying to get my boy trying to, to do it. I tried to. No. He ran the water off. My dad did. used to do that. He used to make me spit my water in the toilet. And I used to hate that. Or my, spit my toothpaste. I'm like, it just weird. I used to do that too, to yeah. He used to be like, like, I'm like, I don't like doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And I think he had his own theories. But I'll leave that to him. But anyway. Um, the question that I had here for you guys. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I like to consider myself. I think that I am mentally strong. Okay. And I sat there and I think about this sometimes randomly. And I said, why am I that way? And I think somebody, I think I had a conversation with somebody in the past too. And I always felt like playing sports made me mentally strong. And the sport that I played was basketball. And I think about some of the rigorous things I went through um, with the coach and people dead in your face and you tired as hell. And I never forget my coach always told me, you know, it's all in your mind. So like, and that actually really helped me when I played. Like we'd be in practice, he'd be killing us. And like I like I'll work out and do some rigorous shit now. And as soon as they be like, you can take a break, I drop my ass to the floor. I'm like, yep. And then back then you could never do that. And I mm-hmm. think about him just really being like, it's all in your mind and it's really how you do train your mind. So now that I do anything that's kind of rigorous, or sometimes you be tired or you don't want to, I really understand how shit really do be how your mind influences you. Um so I guess I want to ask you guys, do you think you guys are mentally strong? And you know, if so, what do you think helped you kind of be that way? And it could be towards just anything, anything that kind of comes at you. I see. Um, sometimes I think I am. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Um, and that's just me. I mean, on top of me feeling like though sometimes I am. On the other hand, I do deal with my mental uh, illnesses. But I think what, like, in the moments where I feel like I really am, um, I'm trying to think because I just had my little example in my head and now it's gone. Um, I don't know. I think just going through some of the stuff that I went through, just when you sometimes when you go through stuff and like you said, sometimes it'd be all in your head or even uh, I can't think of the quote uh, word for word that Will Smith said, but he um, has a couple of quotes or maybe it's one quote that he just says a lot in references to being afraid and fear and things like that and sometimes when I'm really feeling like mentally weak I kind of just tell that to myself and I'm like you know it's all in your mind like fear doesn't exist I think he said something like that so fear doesn't exist fear is not real you you making up this fear in your head which is making it stopping you from doing what you want to do what you need to do and sometimes it work and sometimes I just be like eh but (laughs) when it do work you know, that's something that kind of pushes me and makes me feel like, okay, you can do this. Get mm-hmm. your shit together. Do what you need right, to right. do. And, you know, right. don't um, don't hold yourself back. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would say sometimes. I mean, I think everybody has their moments. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, think for where I am right now, I think I am. I think there's some, some more that could be tapped into more potentially because I haven't going through anything super duper traumatic that would test my mental proneness. Um, but uh, I think for me, where I got my mental toughness from was actually school. I think working a full-time job, um, even to a certain degree, being in a relationship, and then, you know, um, going to school, all that, 
all that stuff and then staying up late at night but didn't have to go to work and this that and the other i think all that it created a a toughness where it's like i gotta get this done if i don't do this i'm gonna fail i'm gonna drop out of this course and all the money that i use is wasted yeah. uh, also and trying to find money to stay in class so um anytime i'm at work and something has to get done and it's stressful that i go back to those times where i'm like damn i was in school late at night up early up early in the morning getting this work done i can definitely get this little little project done within the time frame that i need and um for the most part it helps so um but as far as playing sports i can i can definitely understand and see yeah. how sports can um can help uh, shape your yeah. mindset yeah that that always stuck with me because like anything yeah. i do like I'd be tired and I'd be like, it's all like I would just see him because Coach Toto was what? Little dude. Small. He's probably like five four. He's a little dude, but he used to have hops out of this world. He was in the military. So when we ran, when we ran stairs, when we weren't doing I remember one time he made us run around the block in the rain. Mm-hmm. Came back, he'd be like, We had some rigorous practices and you'd be tired and he like he'd be so calm, you know, you see these people like really struggling. And sometimes he'd be like, All right, you can take a break. He saw all in your mind and you, I feel like I was in therapy, like and it like I would sit there and talk to my mind, he'd be like, It's just shut up, you ain't tired. And that mm-hmm. shit really works. So I used to be like, damn. So anytime I do, like, like you just mentioned, I used to go to school and think about some of the shit you'd be like damn i really don't feel like it i have no way i can get this done it's all in your mind so yeah. for me i just want to ask you guys i thought about like damn why am i this way you know it's so funny though a lot of players um like i said i'm finishing up michael bennett's book and he was talking about he has daughters but he said if he had a son he wouldn't want his son to play football mm-hmm. of course for the the reasons but yeah. i think about that um and it's kind of like you got your mental toughness from football and doing the things you had to do but you know, why wouldn't you let your son try to get that same thing? And, I, of course, like I said, with all the injuries and stuff going on like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, like I said, it's funny that you said with sports, you you got your toughness. And was there any apprehension from your family that didn't want you to not play anything or play basketball or fear of, like, injuries and stuff like that? No, only my mom when she would come to the game. And not to be funny, but she didn't come to a lot. But she would see me, like, you know, just going after, like, I think at one time I, you know how the ball going out of bounds when you mm-hmm. tap it in and you fall hard and she like at the end of the game, you kind of was going a little too hard. I'm like, that's how you play basketball. Right. I can't be just oop. There you go. Like you gotta play with my dad. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta play rough. You know, shit like that. And my dad, he would actually come around like practice, and he would sit there sometimes because a lot of families would come in, and then where we practiced at, it was like a, a gym. Then it was like a stage dead next to us, so people would sit up there, and he and I'd be like, you know, you can go do what you want to do, and he would like want to be there. So mm. that's why I appreciated him for, and he was cool. The coach was cool. It was it was a good experience for me. A lot of times, you know, when you lose, all that shit come with life, losing and winning. But <laughs> just the experience itself yeah. to me is one that I would never uh, want to give back because that really helped me just with life in general. Yeah. So. Hey, I remember basketball. my sister would play. It would play basketball. We go there and um, they'd be losing, but I'd be telling my <laughs> sister, I'd be like, "Man, dig in, explode!" They people be yeah. laughing. I'm like, "No, tap into something. You need to tap into something and go in." And yeah. I remember one of the coaches looked back at me and my pops and my brother, and they was like, "Y'all want to coach next year?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, good. and sometimes what's interesting about sports, it don't be for people. Because I remember I used to go see my niece play. You know, I think sometimes kids yeah. do stuff because their friends and some of her friends were playing, and she was just a lazy. Sorry if you ever listen. She was the laziest little kid ever. <laughs> so I remember uh-huh. my sister. She was just like, and my sister played basketball too. Uh, but I don't think she was like, I think she's probably lazy like my niece, sorry. Uh, but, you know, I'm, and it's like funny because you try to like hold in what you want to say. Right. And, without, and I'm just like, no, like one time she's walking up and she holds, I'm like, what are you doing? So <laughs> my sister, like, she's screaming her nickname and she used to be so funny. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, help 
episode. That was, that was one of the things kind of hindered me with, with my pops. Like he played ball and he played for Cudahy, and he was, you know, Cudahy, he was really? yeah, he played for Cudahy. <laughs> so was, random. Yeah, he went to Cudahy. Um, so it, random. It I was expecting to hear Riverside. No, no, no. He uh, he went to he went to Not Riverside, just MPS school somewhere up here. <laughs> yeah, he went to Cudahy. Oh, I think he was in Madison. No, was he in Madison for a little bit? Then he went to Cudahy. I, I think so he went random. to Cudahy. Anyway, um, and I I would go downstairs and see some of the basketball clip. And it's like twenty six points this game, thirty points this game, and he loved be loved playing ball. So mm-hmm. when I was playing ball, he was like, it, it, this on the elementary level, this is when you just learn how to play the game. Right. He was like. You know, it'd be like so much like, man, I don't want to play this, man. I just want to have fun. I'm going to have fun. Like, I yeah. don't even. But he was so into the game, and it's kind of like, but now looking back, I'm like, okay, had I like kind of dug in and, and actually, and, you know, you know, do what I needed to do, man, I got my little participation trophy. I'm like, I'm yeah, it's funny because gold medal. My dad just gave me, um, he cleaned up a whole bunch of stuff because he moved, so he dug up all this stuff. I remember when I packed it up and put it in the basement, too. Uh, all these trophies I found like plenty little gold I got plenty gold medals I used to like worship that shit and I used to like damn I just pack it up and threw it away um but I put it in my mom's garage though um but yeah it's just yeah I'm gonna still keep it but it's in there because I I ain't gonna hang the shit up here so I'm gonna just keep it um for whatever in the the future I thought you said you gonna throw it away no no no, I said I threw it down there like whatever oh oh, gotcha Um, because I feel like I was growing up and because I had the shit displayed like I had had, like a little display area and shit like found this from third grade you can take it down now (laughs) (laughs) but um damn what was I gonna say uh I made me athlete uh, oh, I was gonna say my dad. Yeah, see, my, that's the thing I liked about my dad because he was never that dude to embarrass you. Sometimes you hear him, Teresa. Um, mm. But some of the other dads, like, yeah. I remember we played, we played some game. Uh, oh yeah, one of my um, teammates, her dad, like, we'd be losing or something getting our ass bust. So we played that intense game against Vincent or some shit. And my dad used to have me cracking up. He was like, "Dude, what such and such is out there spitting on everybody." <laughs> so one time he, uh, we were playing and then we were losing and shit. He up there like. You know you can play better than that. Like he'll say her name first. You know you can play better than that. My dad said so we be out there like, dude. Like, Leave her alone. And then my one friend, never forget Jalene. One time she got in trouble for, um, I think she cussed at the coach or the ref or something. And her dad happened to be at that game, so she's still mouthing off. Her dad was in the military, so he like Jalene. So my dad always do that shit. I'm like, dude, you petty. Like you remember she? Could, he's I'm like, you petty, dude. Like the shit was so funny. And he was like, dang. I heard you. I was hoping to get snapped up. I'm like, you is hilarious. He was like, oh. and then when my sister started coming to my game, so you know, my sister, she talked about she be piecing people. He's like, I had to tell Lisa, you can't be talking about people because people, kids be out there. So, <laughs> like, just the, the, for me, honestly, I can't wait to go to like my kids' games because the whole mm-hmm. ambiance is just like fun as fuck. Like, it's just fun. So, that's why my son I, number three. <laughs> that's why I appreciate my dad coming to like games and stuff like that. Like, that stuff is really important to kids and just seeing yeah. them in the stand, knowing where they're going to be when they go, he's, he going to be there when he say he's going to be there. Um, I guess for me, all that, that builds up. And my last thing, I never forget when I first got to high school, we played Oak Creek. I was on JV. We got our asses bust and we were walking <laughs> to the car and my dad had this baby blue Cadillac and I started crying and he looked at me. He was like, you better not be crying. Don't be, I don't know if he said, don't be crying in public or don't be crying. I don't some don't cry because it's not good. Don't be cry. He's, it was like, don't cry because you know what I'm saying? It's just a game and be, be stronger than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You better come out the next game, but you know what I'm saying? Pipe it up. So, Pipe it up. Shout out to sports. Yeah, so that's it. I just wanted to get you guys' opinion and um, thoughts on, uh, I guess, being mentally strong and kind of what got, what got you guys there. So, yeah. Uh, Moanja, you want to tell us your story or what? Yeah, I'm going to tell you all real quick. So, <laughs> yesterday, last night, um, we, um, my friend, last night. yesterday, last night, uh, last night, <laughs> didn't even get an answer. That's my shit. Sir. 
Um, I remember they showed they showed them when uh, Kishiko had her show. They showed her actually doing that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Diddy, dirty. I miss Dirty Money. Dirty Money was good. Yeah, he was in the video. Uh, she came to the studio or something, right? Yeah, she was. In, yeah, she was in the studio. I remember that. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. one? It was, was Kishiko's show. Yeah, it was her show. I think. Oh. It was. Yeah. No, not 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 Dirty Money. We was talking about Kishiko. Yeah. Oh. She recorded this song. Yeah, they met up or something. Yeah. I think she was recording it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when those shows was coming. This was one of the weirdest songs ever. But as I got older, I'm like, you like, like they people like right <laughs> was fooling uh, not fooling but uh, trashing press play, but it yeah, was press think, stop and all that stuff. Yeah, like, it was. I remember it wasn't that bad. It was not even looking bad. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. You know, we know Diddy's not a rapper. Yeah. Um, but Dirty Money was good too. Just the whole video. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to uh, and Diddy. Diddy to But um, so the story. So um, we uh after leaving um festivities from uh Jefferson Street, mm-hmm. um we go to Oakland Euros. And if you've ever been in Oakland Euros, you know, uh, it's packed around that 2 o'clock, 2.30 um, time frame, p.m., a.m. I was going to say in the morning? Yeah, in the morning. So um, I'm waiting to get my line. It's, it's about four of us. Um, no, actually five of us. And, um, yeah, five. And um, mm-hmm. uh, my guy, Eron, goes to the bathroom. Um, and, and while he was going there, someone comes out. And said, hey, man, the dude that's in there, he tried to touch my dick. I was like, whoa. Huh? Okay. Um, so, so, um, so I didn't hear the tape. So, he, he you know, Iran's like, whoa, whoa. And the, so, the, I guess the guy was coming out as Iran was coming in. So, Iran got his, you know, got his food or whatever. And he sat down. I was waiting to get my food. So, that's when he told me the story. So, the guy that that got his dick touched was like, if you've ever been to Oakland Euros, it's, you know the seating where the window is, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we sat at. And then there's like that middle portion. Yeah. yeah, so there's the middle portion. So the, the guy that got his dick touched was like two feet away from <laughs> us. So it, it, it is. Two feet from us. And then the guy that touched his dick was like right there in the middle with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So so he's over there talking to his girlfriend, whatever. So the guy was like, I, like he was looking like, what the fuck? Like somebody just touched my dick. So the nigga, I mean, the guy, he wasn't a nigga, but the man pulled up a chair <laughs> and, uh, and like was talking to him like, Uh-oh. like calmly as fuck. Like, so, you know, why did you, like he said, why did you do it? I was like, huh? Wait a minute. Yeah, so then the guy was like, so the guy that touched his dick was like, um, you know, man, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. Like, I just broke up with my girlfriend. This, that, and that. I'm like, no, the guy that touched him was black. You know, it's kind of heavier set black guy. He looked kind of, he was like, he looked a little, he looked like he was not confident with himself. He does like he's kind of sloppy, whatever. And um, <laughs> but he was there with a white girl. And so the black dude touched the white dude dick. Touched the white dude's dick. Mm-hmm. So if you ever been in the men's bathroom, you know there's a stall there, and I guess you know in certain bathrooms though, which I don't like, there's the stall is kind of next to the sink, so your dick is out, you know, and but you know, and and someone could be there washing mm-hmm. their hands. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he did it. I guess he just you wished know, the to girl's grab. bathroom is worse. But go ahead. Is it? Like, are, you know, I've never know. been in a bathroom. I, oh, you! Oh, I've never been in the women's bathroom in there, but um, yeah. So I'm like, so he had this conversation, whatever, and so I guess I don't know what was said. I, I'm thinking it's about to be a fight, and it was no fight. He just calmly told him like, "Don't do that no more." And I was like, "Oh!" Mm-hmm. And then the guy just walked off with the girl. He was still. I don't know if that was his girlfriend. If they just broke up or what the case may be, but they walk off and it was gone. So we sitting here like, "What the fuck?" So he ran egging it on. We just cracking up laughing, and then so the guy come over and I guess Got he ran. Right, so he called. He called the guy. He was like, "Hey man, did, hey man, did the dude? Look, my dick is the, the microphone is not turned on." That's true. Um, 
You said stupid. You know what? Y'all terrible. I'm gonna hit back and listen. I got him on my phone. Mm, even pussy. Oh. Anyway, proceed. Anyway. Um, Get it out. And um, so the guy proceeds to say, like, yeah, the, he just, I'm, I'm whipping my shit out. And the guy just come over and, and just touched my dick. Uh, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <clears throat> so he goes sit back down. I'm looking at you around like, this shit is weird as fuck. So I said, <laughs> I said that would have been me? If he would have tried to touch my dick? I've been yelling. Did I he try or did he do it? No, right. he, no, he did. He touched it. He touched. It. I thought he tried and he didn't. Eron told me he did touch it. He hand? did touch his dick. Was it like this or was it like? This? I don't know what it, he said. He said it was like a he like reached out and was it like this. I don't know if it was a grab, but I think he reached out and like. What she say? Oh, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, if it was me, everybody in that motherfucking restaurant would have known that this man touched my dick. I would have been like. Touch my wee wee. We got a missed call from Stacy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I told her to call her on the break. She did. She actually, she actually did. Hello? Hey, Stacy, it's YBO calling you back. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you know you just called. It's YBO. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta call her bitch? Leave her alone. That's how we talk. Hey, girl. You can't call her that. Uh, Monte, hey. So, tell you got time to talk. You still at work? I'm still at work, yeah. Well, listen to what Moanjay saying real quick and tell us what you think. Go ahead, Moanjay. Yeah. You listening? Real talk. Long story yeah. short. Long story long short. Um, what happened? Go ahead. I can't hear nothing. Oh, y'all messed up my mic and my headset. Yeah. Oh, go Just ahead. I can't hear nothing. I can't hear nothing she's saying though. There we go. Thanks. Uh, long story short. Thanks you listening. Um, you can hear me? Yeah. So this guy was in the bathroom, and another guy was in the bathroom, and while the other guy was getting ready to wash his at hands Oakland Euros. at Oakland Euros, um, he reached out and grabbed this man's dick in the bathroom. <laughs> she paid. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> "Tell her shit like that." And the reason why he did it was because he said he broke up with his girlfriend. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the question to yeah, pose. Right, like I don't even know where to go. Lassie face. She was like, "Eh." Like I don't even know where to go, but. Have you, has that ever happened is in the women's bathroom? Fake news. This really happened. This happened last night. <laughs> I was there. News. I was there, not in the bathroom, but I was there. And the guy was telling us the story. And and, and one of my guys was there too. And he was like, Iran. "Yo, Iran." <laughs> she know Iran. <laughs> Iran was like, "Yo, this guy walked up the bathroom, told me that somebody's in the bathroom touching dicks." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, "How are you in the bathroom just washing your hands?" Like, uh, "Hey, bro, uh, just so you know, niggas touching dicks in here." <laughs> what? Mm. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But has, has it ever happened like in a women's bathroom? Like, have you ever? I don't even know how that could you happen. You some weird shit in a women's bathroom? Yeah. No. There you go. No, you never. No weird shit. Never, never wish weird shit happened in your no. bathroom. Bro. No. Women's bathrooms are full I mean, of I, love. I've seen some weird stuff happen, but like. Like not. what? Like somebody threw a tampon over the. Uh, That's the nasty. Stall? That's just nasty. <laughs> Then like, she getting her ass wet for real. I was uh, finishing up. I was washing my hands, and this lady walked in, and she strips like completely naked. Like you see all her clothes on the floor. The shit. And then she starts like pooping and making noises. Like she's like, wait, where is you at? <laughs> was she inside the stall, or she took her clothes off? The airport. Was she in? Oh wow. Did she take her? Did she walk in and take her clothes off inside the stall, or did she take her shit off and then go in the stall? She was in. She was in the stall. She got in the stall and then she took all her clothes off. Oh, I thought this was some YMCA shit. You know, the white people be all <laughs> oh. sagging and shit. He's like, oh, God, cover up, bitch, cover up. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey, you still at work? Yeah, I'm still at work. 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 Yeah, I'm still at work.
I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that this man goes to jail. He would have got punched. <laughs> I mean, but I would feel so violent. Like, how, 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 I don't know. Like, how did you? How do you punch a guy that likes to be touched? Like, like to touch men? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know if Payne would do it. I, mean, I think he needs to be registered as a sex offender. He's a pedophile. We would have fought, then I would have snitched. I don't know. He's a pedophile. And he, and, and he was black, by the way, right? He was black. He was black. He was kind of black. That's peculiar. Right? Like I said, he was he was black, and he was touching <laughs> a white guy's dick. That's kind of. I don't know. <laughs> so that ain't gonna happen to me, okay? So what if your man came home and said, "Hey, this man tried to touch my dick in the stalls in the bathroom." Like, what was I, when no one stays to you, I'm like, well, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what if he said I was I didn't know what, what to do? Did you like it? Did you like it? <laughs> what if he was there and he was at the restaurant? <laughs> and he came out and said, "Babe, since man touched my dick, we would have jumped him." <laughs> <laughs> and Love it. Touching what was mine? <laughs> I said uh, I was like, "Damn!" I would have been like, "You are a boy, Damon. Like, what's going on?" Uh-huh. I'm like, come on now, That's but yeah, gross. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm scared now say. to go to bathrooms. I, now I'm just gonna pee in. That's the moral of the story. You stupid. All I'm saying <laughs> is, uh, I would have said that the man touched my wee wee, and I don't. The man wanna, touched my wee wee. I don't. I don't feel. I feel very for? uncomfortable. I feel very uncomfortable. I will make it very pedophilish. It will be very pedophilish. But Stacey, thank you so much for calling yeah. in, Stace. I appreciate we'll you. We'll see you in a couple hours or so. Oh yeah, quick question. Um, it ain't no. <laughs> I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask for the podcast, Stace. We're all friends here. Text me. All right, bye. Bye, girl. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> she already knew. <laughs> <laughs> shut, the, shut, shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. Shout so, out to Stacey. Yeah, funny. just wanted to throw that story out there. I was, that was very random. Random. And, and uh, fellas, watch your dicks. All right, Lassie, dating that, in relationships. Yeah, that's um, weird. Um, Very much so. So I don't know if y'all have been keeping up with Blackish, but yes. um, before I get to yeah. what I'm, so before I get to the episode, so I'm scrolling Instagram scrolling. yesterday morning, and I saw like in two weeks Blackish. Now I didn't have a sound on because my boyfriend was asleep, but I'm like looking at it and it just looked so sad and heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So I played it with the the sound on and I was like, what the hell is going on mm-hmm. here? But so, um, even he was like, what are they doing? Right. He thought I was joking. I was like, they're trying to end blackish. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for those who haven't been uh, caught up, sorry, spoiler alert. So on the most recent episode of blackish, Dre and Bo are just, he talks about how every couple years they get into a funk and, you know, they're not really seeing eye to eye. Yeah, they, they arguing a lot. And a lot of the arguing was about to me was about their baby Devante Mm -hmm. not being able to walk and no one was really listening to each other um and they went to counseling and um date night then they had a date night and then they tried to schedule sex which didn't work either um all in all Devante ended up walking at the end of the show Jay was worried because it was you know he was turning one and he's like the rest of the kids was walking by now and Bo was like it's perfectly fine. He came doctor. early and I'm a doctor, blah, 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 blah. But then after he walked, you know, Bo decided, oh. she said, I'm relieved. And Dre got mad because he was like, you let me worry about this by myself, blah, blah, blah. And it, um, that part made me think about when you said that people cope differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we both worry in our heads off, what's that going to do? Right. I feel like this. Babies do stuff when they want to. 
people do stuff when they want to. I don't yeah. think. And in a sense, that's what she was saying, but she was still worried as a mom. Right. Um, but what I really want to ask y'all, when it comes to dating relationships, would you be willing to get outside help when problems occur in your marriage? Yeah. 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 You have to. Yep. Um, just a little bit on the episode. I think it's very interesting. I think it's dope that uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is directing that. This little series of of uh, blackish, I think the relationship, yeah, the relationship series. Um, but yeah, I, I think definitely you have to, because every think about it. Say for instance, you get you got married in twenty at twenty, right? Every about five to ten years, you're a different person. You're growing. Mm-hmm. You should be growing. So you're now have to figure out uh, with that person that you're living with. You now have to figure out what what new person they are. And sometimes you're not ready and prepared to do that. So you need probably need some help to to um, understand that person and and and, um, and be more patient and and, and um, yeah, I think you need some help. You definitely need some outside help. Whether I don't know whatever source you go to, but definitely need some help that's um, professional and and um, even if it's not professional, someone that has some a uh, lot of experience and, and you wisdom. can't go to your wisdom. You can't go to like your single friends like yo, she you know. Hey bro, hey bro just right. leave her. Hey, I got some girl, you know, I'm gonna go out, man, let's go. You can't do that. You're married. Right. Yeah, so Yeah, I think um you definitely need to talk to somebody that has like an unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think sometimes you may get in situations where like Bo, um and what's his damn name? Oh shit. Dre. Dre on the show. Um, where they go back and forth um, and nobody's really listening to each other and she's just stuck in what her coping mechanism is and he's just kind of outlandish with his like well I want him to walk um, so I think when they did go to counseling it was like oh yeah date night and I think that kind of did help and um, I don't think it really went anywhere after that it kind of ended yeah. like oh, yeah. on a somber note um, <clears throat> but yeah I definitely say uh, the outside um, opinion helps and then some people go to their pastor some people go to uh, marriage counseling, older couples that have been married for years. Um, just for me, I think it, it offers that that outside perspective because it's a way for you. And even if you go by yourself, I think of it as if you talk mm-hmm. to somebody you know um, about whatever your problem is, they may be like tired of you talking about it or they know your story and may not see it the same way. Um, but if you talk to a therapist or somebody you don't know, they're giving you other, other ways to go about mm-hmm. it and, you know, coping mechanisms. And I think if you put two people together, like Melinda said, each every five to ten years you change as a person, you grow. Somebody might not be ready. Somebody um, may feel like they outgrown somebody, or you're just mm-hmm. not communicating or not dating. So sometimes you need to uh, press pause and then get some help. So yeah. What about you, Lassie? You getting going to the counselors? <laughs> um, I would. I think. Um, to me, marriage is not not like saying what you said, but what you said true is true as well. But like especially when people who get married young but to me marriage is something that i will always fight for mm-hmm. if we have to go to counseling we're gonna go to counseling right um that's just something that we would have to do and if i mean if, if the fight is over then the fight is over but until we get to that point i'm gonna do what i can to make sure that you know we good and we fix things because i mean if you think about their situation they have four kids mm-hmm. um four of which who are still in their home i mean junior is on his way out but you know, they have these children and I don't know, like on one hand, I didn't know if this, um, let me run that back. Um, I also was talking about how, you know, blackish likes to dig into, um, topics and situations Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't either talk about or stuff that people don't really know about. Like Mm -hmm. I really love their Juneteenth, um, episode, but, Mm -hmm. um, um, going back to this, when I first started watching the episode, I was like, Oh, okay. They trying to make it, you know, let, I guess, let people know it's okay for black people to go to 
therapy, counseling, whatever may have you, whatever you need, mm -hmm. um, which I really like because the way Dre didn't, to me, he didn't say anything funny. Like, you know, black people don't usually do this. He just kind of was like, we're going to go to our family counselor, whatever, whatever. And I thought that was dope. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of on the fence, though, at the end. I'm like, and even with the previews for next episode, I'm like, is this going back to that whole Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson pay thing? Is, is it about the end? Or are they just, mm -hmm. because there has not been a really big dramatic event right. um, within the show. Right, are they right. just trying to create something there? Um, so I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I think it's great that they're showing that they're not, because, you know, for the most part, it seems like they have a perfect world. Every time they have their issue and at the end, maybe at, at ne next episode they solve it. Um, so I think that's great. And like I said, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is actually directing these series. I don't know how long the this problem is going to last, but she's I think she's directing a couple episodes and maybe that's part of one of her, you know, part of her pay. And they said they was going to pay her, so... Because um, everybody else, if you think of um, Lawrence Fishburne, Anthony Anderson, they're producers of the show. So, of course, they would get a little bit more money. But by her being the director, that's probably one of the um, things she probably put in the contract. Like, you know, Paying if I'm going to stay in here. Um, but speaking of marriage, before we get off real quick, I just want to say that uh, I got an opportunity. My pastor and his and his wife did a series on um, marriage. marriage, And um, a lot of pastors won't even marry you till you do marriage counseling before you get right, married. Right. Um, so it's, that's how important that it is because they want to see, uh, and of course, they're not the end all be all, but they want to know, like, are you ready for this step? Because after going through those um, little sessions that they had, marriage is it's not a joke. It's not a game. Mm -hmm. It is not a game. Like, that is something very serious that you should take serious if you ever decide to do that um, and take that step. It's, it's really not a game because you're with somebody for life and you're going to inherit every single thing that they are, their flaws, their their um, imperfections, their perfections, everything. So, yeah, I would, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as the show for me, I think that, like, I was going to say what Moanja <laughs> just said or initially said, um, I think you technically or usually see them with an issue, then it's resolved by the end of the episode or right. it may linger a little bit on to the next episode, like the issues with his mom. Um, <laughs> but I think that it it was what was interesting to me is you usually see maybe white people talking about counseling and, and couples therapy. But when right. he went back to work, um, I guess besides um, what's his name? Um, besides Wanda Sykes and the other dude, um, Dion Cole, Dion Cole um, being black, um, a lot of the people at the table were like, you're going to marriage therapy? You're scheduling sex? Like, it was interesting for me to see that coming from their side. And he's like, well, what's wrong with him? We're trying to build our marriage. Um, instead of it being the black people, like, you don't need that. You just need that. Right. So I think that was an interesting flip. Um, and then for me, I just, at first, I, it was, it is still kind of questionable. I'm curious to see where they go. I'm curious to see what they do with Junior um, for going to college, going to Howard. Is he getting spin off? Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, too, not to get off subject, are expecting grownish to be that black experience. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, I won't say good, but it's good to see that you can be out of whack and it's good to show that not that even like you can have a successful show or successful, um, family, you know, doctor, marketing person and, and still have issues and hopefully they show that they overcome it or something. So, um, yeah, real quick. Yeah. I'm glad you made that point. Um, I don't want to try to linger on with it, but. Uh, I don't want to put any words in her mouth, so I won't say who said this, but they said they like Grunish, but they said the only thing about Grunish is that it doesn't make you want to go to college, like um, Different World, mm -hmm. where Different World, you want to go to college, want to play, it's just that and the other, but it came more so of her relationship, because you rarely see them in class, and she's yeah. kind of talk about that, so I'm, I'm, it's good you make that point, so hopefully with Dre, by him going to a black HBC or HBCU, um, 
I wonder if they would do a spinoff like that because they can they can really take um, Blackish like to different streams of revenue and stuff like yeah. that. So what was interesting about a different world though? I think the first season, uh, a lot of people felt like that about that show because um, before Debbie Allen came in and kind of started taking control. Um, I think I forget her name. She was on Empire, and I think she even won a um, uh, what do you call that? An Oscar or some shit? Because I remember Kadeem Hardison and another character were like, um, she got cut from the show. One of the white girls, and you know, to make it more of a black experience. And Kadeem was like, I remember telling her like, you're gonna go on, you're gonna win an Oscar, just saying shit. But she really went in. You know, she did great things without it. Uh, but it was a thing where Debbie Allen was like, you know, I'm watching. Ain't no hot sauce on the table. You know, ain't really <laughs> no that experience. So they bring in all these characters, and I think it was great because they they did a, such a good job of doing the love aspect and they were in the dorms. They were in the school. They were in classes where you mm-hmm. had learned lessons about, it was episodes about colorism and HIV and AIDS and Tupac was on the episode and, you know, outgrowing your friends from home. And, um, it, I think it really ended because of the, uh, LA riot issue and them speaking out on that. Uh, when Will, it was a great episode. Willie and Duane got married, um, honeymoon in LA. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a show that tackled that. So I think hopefully they come next season or maybe junior goes to Howard and, um, it shows that experience. And I think that will really help too. So fun the fact. Show. The show. Um, time for my nine. <sighs> Do you think a woman can really gauge a man's interests by how often he texts her, initiates conversations with her or responds to her texts? Let's start with the guy in the room. No, um, someone like company. Someone just like company. If you're a great, if you're a good conversationalist. Now it depends on the content of what he's saying. If he's trying, like he might be trying to lead you on. If he if he's done doing that, then um that's wrong. But if he's just having a conversation, he loves your opinion on music. Like for me, I love a woman that has a. a <laughs> you ugly. I love a woman that has a um great taste in music, and I can kind I can have a conversation with her about. Just anything about it, or even movies and film or anything like that um but it is it doesn't go further than that um i know for me sometimes though i i'm you know like kind of take it a little well, bit further she played this song leo <laughs> what's that you know what this is mm. Charles. you can't hear that i don't know what it is i know the beat i don't know the song Damn, what song is that? You don't know what this is, Lefty? I feel like I do, but I don't. You, your mouth want to say it, but you don't know. Who, is it OJ's? Really? No. It's the name of the group, too. Why is this a beat? Where the song? Where the word? Because it's now, the old you, school No, I was going to say, you know the old school right. songs. Still playing the beat. <laughs> Aquarius. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Aquarius. What's the name of the song? Why? Do I, I heard. I don't know. I I, I, I can't I'm even. I'm gonna make you figure this out. You re, you rewind it back. I fast forward. Well, this is you. Then this is what I want. It's only like twenty minutes long. <laughs> it's like eleven. Mm. I want to say that not the four tops, spinners, the Dale Phonics. I don't know. I 
Larry. Float on. <laughs> I don't know who's singing though. The floaters. The floaters. The floaters. <laughs> oh man. She said it's their name. Yeah. And the floaters. Oh man. Those little mean, little song. groups. Boy, they used to thrive back in the day. Like you'd be so many. I can boy imagine being band. back in the day. Like, cause now it's so limited to have a boy band. Cause they're after two or three years, they get the success they are, and they always break up. And mm. they did it back in the end too. But they'll always yeah. come back. Um, but they had so many little bands or um, groups. Groups. Um, little pants on. Anyway. Little pants. With afros and stuff. So you basically said these niggas uh No, I just saying no, just uh women just don't don't fall for the like some men like to have a conversation with you and don't take it for more than what it is. If you feel like he likes you, be honest, ask him. And you know, some lie, some dudes lie, but hopefully by the time that you've been talking with him, you can kinda of get a gauge of the character he is and then mm-hmm. you should be able to know if you're telling the truth or not. And if he likes you, he likes you, go ahead. How about you, Lassie? I feel like if guys are going to go down the road that Mwanje is saying just for conversation, then there should be a very straight line. It should be something that she knows. I'm not looking to get into anything with you. I just, this is conversation. I would like to have a conversation with you from time to time because I feel like things can, things can turn into mixed signals very quickly. Well, that's their fault. Me, I think it's me, the person's fault. Let me ask you, do you think you can gauge a woman's interest by how often she communicates text talk to you on the phone or stuff like you that you can get an idea um you you can you no wait wait no here let me hear me out hear me out because i've i've um audited my guys texas and horrible. they've had horrible they've and they've like oh man bro she it, you know what happened like a girl might say hey what's your name you might be at a club or something or a bar or something the girl like hey what's your name and she just talked to you and then they say you know man dog, i think she want me no, she just asked you for your name, or she's asked you like what type of sports you like. She just asked you general questions. So I want to. I'm going to say no. Where do you think these questions come from, though? Curiosity. curiosity. Yeah, because human beings need to be connected. I'm with just asking one, questions. With, I don't, I'm not. I'm not attacking you. Yeah. Did you feel like I was attacking you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to say it like you, that. I was just saying I was excited by my answer. I. Sorry. That's cool. One more time. No, I guess because I asked him in the reverse side, do you think you can gauge a woman's interest? And he said no, but he gave a story about auditing text messages. Yeah. And when a woman says, hey, um, or what's your name? And I asked him, what do you think that comes from? And he, has, he says curiosity. Yeah. I, I would say yes, because just in my experience, men who have been interested in me have done those things. Yeah, Men who wasn't interested in me were the ones that, you know, I had to text or do reach out you to. Do. You text a little bit and dip out. <laughs> right. Don't, or Don't attack me, fam. I'm my life, don't attack me. What you going to do Continue. about it? Throw a mic at me? Continue. Maybe we got serious. Um, no, but I think you can. Um, and I don't know. Like, I just feel like, again, from my experience, I've, I've, I thought guys were interested, but then I wasn't hearing from them. And it's like, you can't possibly think that I'm – that I think that you're interested in me when you don't call, text me, nothing. We don't see each other. We only see each other out and about, not even planned. Like, I, I see you at the same place that I'm at mm-hmm. type thing. And it's like, oh, hey. And then they want to show their interest in person. But once I'm not in your face, then you have no interest to show. Yeah. I, going back to your point, you're saying that men should, or even women, um, should make it kind of dry and say, hey, I'm just only here for a conversation. I think it kind of throws off the vibe a little bit. Cause yeah. Because it, it, I don't know, like if it's not organic to me now, it just kind of seemed like I, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's organic. I feel like that should happen before you even get their number, though. Not saying within the conversation. 
if your intentions aren't to, I mean, I guess no one should just, no one should just assume what someone's attention, intentions it's are, but at the end of the day, if you meet somebody, say you went, you at Brownstone, say you mm-hmm. meet somebody at Brownstone and she kind of feeling you, but you're not feeling her like that. You just, mm-hmm. you, she cool. Y'all had a good conversation. Maybe you want to continue this over the phone, but she, all this time she feeling you. So, I mean, maybe she won't let it be known, but if she never let it be known and you consistently talking to her, she's going to think, oh, this guy might be interested too. When that's not right. the case. No, I, I get. It. I think if you're on the receiving end and you're and you're saying that you feel like um, that you, you like someone, I think then it should be it should be communicated because now you're projecting feelings that I might not have on me. But I think on the on the other end, the giving end, if you will, like if I might say, for instance, the same one at Brownstone, I'm like, you know, what? I like your conversation. I would love to talk to you further outside of Brownstone. By the way. You know, this is, I don't want to, I'm not trying to get to know, I'm not trying to date you or anything like that. I just like your conversation. I think it, by me just saying, you know, I would like to, you know, I don't know, I guess, I guess then again, that kind of, that would kind of allude to, you know, I want to date. What would you think? You know, what would you think? Like, you think that's kind of alluding to? I think it's technical. I think because like Lassie said, you can't, you can't lead people on in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I think like you, I think if, if you sat there and we were, vibing by the way you know i'm not really looking for nothing but we got a good conversation i feel like that's being honest straight mm-hmm. up but i think it can throw a vibe off but i think you being honest um on, and then it depends on where both yeah i guess but it depends on where both people are in their lives right. too if for me i'm i don't go places looking to meet people or expecting that this should end up as that way so i feel like if i'm talking to you and and we consistently communicate but i feel like it, it should gradually progress from texting talking on the phone to seeing one another that's how i would kind of gauge it and then just being openly honest about where we're headed if we're headed somewhere um i wouldn't try to assume things from people right, yeah, um, i would ask you you ask or like i said you you gradually shift from i'm not going to be texting to talk to you on the phone for months and shit like right. you need to do stuff that's why i'm like okay you, we're clearly not interested in one another or somebody's not interested if we're not really getting somewhere um but i think it's it's how you word it too like i'm not really looking for nothing right now but you know you got a good conversation yeah. <laughs> bitch, don't be using me to text bitch. <laughs> you? yeah that, like i said it comes off cocky too i'm like well you know now if you really did like the person you'd be like i don't, I don't want you I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think if you leave it at that i really like your conversation mm-hmm. i think that that's fair game yeah. to me because if we go out if i'm out and we're talking i really i really enjoy your conversation um i think it's open to say you go okay he or she like my conversation. Cool. I feel like you can't really assume anything from liking a conversation because right. we just both got good conversation. And as time goes on, um, if you're still communicating or you go out or you're texting, you can kind of gauge that. And like I said, just be open and ask questions or make sure you understand where things are going. Yeah. Um, I like going back to my guys, like sometimes they're like, oh, did she want to go out for drinks? Okay, she just want to go out for drinks. That doesn't mean that she wants you or anything like that. She just want to go out for drinks. Depends on what you mean by wants you. Because I feel like, for me, I guess what I'm saying is you really, you're really just getting to know a person or whatever. Like, I guess when you get further along the lines, like if you if you come in with intentions of being a dirty ass dude or dirty ass girl, like I don't want to do nothing but use a motherfucker or have sex with them, you take money from like whatever. Message. If you have if you come in with bad intentions, things like that. Um, that's where things get a little sticky but if you just yeah. really for me if i'm out and i'm just communicating like i yeah i like your conversation we'll see where it goes right. and if it ain't but I'm what it is or we go out and it's like eh. yeah i think adding no extra pressure might hinder the 
the the vibe that you I, I think it's fair game because I think it, I think it's fair to not lead somebody on like you shouldn't do that but I think like you said it throws it off if you come too strong but I think it's it's fair I really I really like your conversation it's not saying I want to be with you it's just saying I oh, we you know we communicate mm-hmm. so I think it's fair game Blush, when you met your your um, significant other like how I know you talked about it but how what vibe did you get from him when you were all communicating and having well, a conversation well he had a girlfriend when I met him oh so <laughs> <laughs> she the girl she the girl yeah he had a girlfriend when I met him but I mean when we reconnected we both kind of were like <laughs> stupid we both just were upfront. We we both said we were not really looking for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was going through a rough time and I was adjusting to um <clears throat> working full time, trying to get my own place, things like that. So I was like, Cool, whatever, you know, if you need a friend, I'm here, mm-hmm. we can hang. Ooh. If you feel like you need someone to motivate you, because it like didn't to me, it didn't seem like his friends were doing that. So mm-hmm. Ooh. um that was just my stance and then <laughs> I don't know if I talked about it on here, but he invited me to dinner Oops. with uh, at his best friend's house, and after that dinner, um, he he had exp- he had ended up expressing you know how he kind of fell for me and things like that. And oh, after stop after the dinner with his friend, I kind of I felt not. Um, I'm looking at a lot of I felt kind of cornered. Like I was like, damn, he just gonna invite me to his friend's house, and they were all like, you should talk to him, you should date him, and I'm like, let us let it happen naturally. And we kind of both said we weren't looking for anything, mm-hmm. but after that, I was like, well, I can't really reciprocate what you want. And then after that, I ended up liking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knew what she was doing. Lassie, Lassie said, I'm gonna be a friend first. Cause she, I, I noticed that your other friends are really. Sticking out for you like no, that. I'm gonna be a friend. I mean, that's not, I didn't say that was your intention, but it's it's just funny. Like that's a I, that's I, a great way but to I feel meet like, people. Sometimes, but I feel like that's what I'm saying though, because right. you go out and it's it's fair game. I, I I guess if that's where y'all both were, you both were really at that point. It mm-hmm, wasn't you. Mm-hmm. You both were really there. Like okay, I ain't, I'm just out of this relationship. I'm trying to get my shit together. We can be cool. Right. And I feel like th- that's fair game. And then it happened. And it, yeah. grew, and it grew organically. Yeah. To where and it just is like now. that, if we're it's fair, I like your conversation, but mm-hmm. I ain't trying to do nothing with you. Right. It's kind of like. Right. All right. Pick one or the other. Like, right. So I feel like, you know, I like your conversation and that that's fair game. It ain't like, I like you like this. Because the other person too, probably. Like, but he mm. knew what he was doing too and he brought you to his friends. Where yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. But they got to that point. Yeah. It was like a next well, step. At that point, he liked me. He knew yeah. he liked me. Yeah. But he knew yeah. bringing his friends in there, they were, you know, he might go somewhere and they're like, what you think about McCoy? And it's the first thing yeah. you'll say. But it ain't like she like you there for a reason. Right, you're there now. for a reason. You know like you're, it's, uh, yeah. it's like a step. But ain't yeah. like, if, if I don't like you, if I'm just leaving this to the phone or we just kicking it or I'm just your friend and I ain't really trying to be on that, uh, for me, I ain't going. Right. If I have some underlying or we cool, like if I feel comfortable enough, I'm gonna go. But other yeah, than that, I mean, and if I know somebody like me and I like I went for the food. <laughs> but See, it's scary that, it's like but... it's sometimes it always feel like it's a game. And and sometimes you you can't really play a game. Just be like be you said, you. be you. Yeah. Just feel the vibe. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing a lot of times. Like a lot of people are trying to, they're playing the game. So, meh. Yeah. Man, that was a good conversation. I like that. I had to put my iPad down. Ooh. Yeah, you had to tuck it in. Lassie, boy. Lassie know what she be doing, y'all. Lassie <laughs> act like she the innocent one, but she that mesmer. Okay, I see you. I see you. You, you prayed on that man. P R E Y. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Look at that, one day. Yeah. Good interesting conversations. Uh quote of the week. Quote of the week. Quota. Don't listen to more Andre. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um As I will steal your phone didn't want to open. Okay. Quote of the week. Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. 
Quarter of the week. Be fearless in the pursuit. Set yourself on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of pursuit, I want to talk about empowerment um, of the week. Empowerment of the week. Um, I want to get into Vale Phillips. I did not know of uh, this woman until my grandmother um, called me one day. Was like, "Hey, Vale Phillips passed away." I'm like, "Who's that?" Well, she's really? the first black judge in uh, Milwaukee. Hmm. Um, and essence, I just had the article up, but she passed away on the 18th. Um, hmm. And essence did a nice little write up about her. Mm-hmm. And come on, essence, I just had the article up. There we go. All right. She died at 94. Um, I didn't do too much research on her, so I'm just going to go from the um, article. Did you say she died in 94? No, she died. I heard she was 94. Oh, she died at 94. 94. Yeah. Okay. You said. Yeah, at 94. Um, what did I say? It sounded like you said she died in yeah. 94. And if, oh, I, oh, I thought I said at. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, she was born in Milwaukee, um, 18, February 18th, uh, 1924. Um, she was a just civil social justice and civil rights um, mm-hmm. leader in Wisconsin. Uh, she had a speech where she said, "America's not the land of opportunity it uh, was portrayed to be. Not while discrimination and uh, segregation exists, where those belonging to the Negro race can secure ooh, that's old Negro race can secure only second class citizenship." and uh, with defined, definite uh, limitations. She graduated from Howard. We talked about how she's data uh, Delta Sigma Theta. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in the Milwaukee Commons Council in 1956. Uh, and once again, she advocated against uh, segregation and, and mistreatment of um, black residents. She resigned from the Common Council, and um, in 1978, she became the first woman to elected to be uh, Wisconsin Secretary of State. Um, and yeah, uh, let me see. That's it. Yeah. No, I just want to talk about just you know her determination and um, her willingness to fight for what's right and um, and equal justice and um, yeah we could do the same thing. I know we are all fighting, trying to fight that good fight, and um, yeah, I just want to show her some love uh, because you know I didn't I didn't know too much about her. Yeah. And um, you know we have that history, rich history here in Milwaukee too. And we do. Have you ever uh, all got a chance to go to the Holocaust Museum, Black Holocaust Museum? Mm-hmm. I went before. Yeah. yeah I um, went in the sixth grade before they closed it. Oh, really? I never got a chance to go. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Because um, I remember they had that school built right there, and I was going to Hartford next to UWM, and we took the bus. And uh, my mom always, she likes black history, so she took my aunt. And I think that's when, what's his name? Is it James Cameron? I think that was him. He was still living when she went. Um, but once he died, it just kind of went under. I wish went under. I wish it stayed open, though. Um. Speaking of which, I kind of really started to kind of get into who she, uh, she was, Belle Phillips, when I seen, I think me and Liz kind of talk about things like that at work. Um, but I watched this documentary like two years ago. It was on YouTube. I don't I don't know if it's still on there, but if you're interested in seeing it, um, it's called De- Decade of Discontent. Um, it's a film on the Milwaukee Civil Rights Movement. Um, so it featured her, um, the names that you know, Jesse Jackson, um, Dick Gregory, and also James Grappy too. Uh, I didn't realize that bridge, I think that's South 27th Street, that bridge was named after him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a white guy. He was very heavily into the civil rights struggle in Milwaukee, too. It's really, really interesting. I think it was filmed in the 80s, uh, but it kind of talked about the different struggle. I, I can't really really remember, but I think it had things about housing and jobs. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was really good, but and it's about Milwaukee. So if you're from Milwaukee and you haven't seen it, I think a lot of people have seen it, though. Um, check it out. It may still be on YouTube. So And it, it had Miss... Uh, Belle Phillips in there and it was interesting seeing her younger back then when they filmed it just kind of talking about things in, in the city and civil rights and stuff like that so yeah, so I just yeah. want to show her some love so yeah, yeah. 
That's episode 72. Um, ask YBO. Guys, submit your Ask YBO questions. They could be about anything about us individually as a group, something you just want to say to us, whatever. Uh, YBOpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website and just submit that there, YBOpodcastmke.com. Um, yeah, how you guys feel about the episode? I feel like it was good. It was really great, good. Great. Yeah. I like how we can just boom, boom, bam. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Touch a dick and need more water. <laughs> Sounds really bad, but you know. Um. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know. Shout out to Lassie. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky sly. You're hilarious. Um, episode. Gemini. Stupid episode. <laughs> Seventy two. You gonna dap her for being sneaky, Gemini? Yeah, they got that double side. We'd be nice and sweet, and be sour. Sour patch kids. Terrible. Episode uh, seventy two. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R R A. Four wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at Lacrim Lola Moanje. And it's your boy Moanje at M W A N J E. Follow me on all social media platforms. And uh, yeah, time to fill up. Lassie, tell them where they can find the pod and uh, radio show too. You can check out all of our podcast episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel um videos go post it go post it be posted every week um so yeah make sure you subscribe want to tell them about the radio show radio show every tuesday 8 p.m to 9 p.m one hour of power um you can check us out um you can go to 104.1 river west radio if you're local in the city and www.riverwestradio.com if you're not if you're local too you can always go there too um and then if you want to see us kind of record live um you, we are in the river west area so you can check us out and just walk past and say hey come look at um, the window and watch us you can't yeah, come in don't because you can't come in <laughs> yeah uh but yeah you can always check us out there too on um, tuesday and uh yeah we appreciate all the love and support and everything and um all yeah. the people that call in and all that stuff so yeah yeah shout out to podcasting y'all uh 72 we out peace fill up